What up, people? It's your boy, Ian Letter, and we're back again with another Den of Owls exclusive podcast. We're on to episode 2.5 of episode 2. Got a little bit more information that we want to give out to y'all. So, again, this is Ian Letter, and we're joined by my man, TJ. What's up, guys? How's it going? And we have a special guest in the house, our boy, Ian. What up, what up? (laughs) All right, so... TJ, you want to lead us off on uh, the topics we're going to be discussing today? Uh, topics of, of today. Business 101, because I know a lot of you guys wanted to start your own little business. I'll give you like a few pointers, because I've been through it. So, I'm trying to give you guys a little cheat code, or a cheat sheet, to how to get a business running and going without any failure at the beginning. We're going to talk that about music and social media. Because all of us here, we're about that music life yeah. from R&B to old school boom bap to dancehall slash soca. So we're going to give you guys a little in, intake of how we see the music culture. Social media, yeah, you know, the thirst traps out there and, and you know what I'm saying, like <laughs> the false advertisements. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Two main... Pr- the two main issues I have with this podcast, and I may go on a rant about it at the end, has roles switched between females and males. Okay, okay. The second one, when is it time to let go? <laughs> that one, I may have to do a little rant at the end. Yo, perfectly fine, man. Perfectly all right, fine. All right, all right, all right. All right, so why don't we tell go on to the first topic today? Um, we want to. Uh, we were gonna go on um, have roles reversed, but let's first talk about business one hundred and one, because um, I think like how you said, a lot of people from our last podcast, we're gonna go and talk about you know aspects of business and how to start up a business and how to get it going, but you know ran over time, so we didn't have a lot of time on that. So TJ, you want to just um, give a little. You know, from your insights, and that you have multiple businesses going on right now. Yes, to start a business, it's not that hard. It's we're in a day and age where everything's at our fingertips. You could just go on an app, make an app, boom. You go on YouTube, make a channel, boom. There's a lot of ways to make revenue just sitting at home. Um, I think a lot of people have doubts because they don't think it's that easy but it is that easy also people have doubts that it may not pop or I'm doing everything that everybody else is doing just remix it a little bit like let's say you want to make scented candles make it like out of like a Marvel guy or something you know like like, like a Thanos glove scented candle be creative be out be out the box Uh, that being said a lot of people are scared because of the naysayers or you're not going to make any money out of this. You're just going to waste your time. Forget them. At the end of the day, you know what you want to do. The naysayers are just mad because you're going to beat them to the punch. Always, 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 always write down a business plan from point A to point B. You may have a point C here and there. But always have a backup plan and a backup backup plan. Because okay. not a lot of stuff, you know, 
goes the way you want it. So you gotta have exit route just in case or another way to move around to get the point B. Uh, for example, for me, for my catering, I only get a lot of business during the spring and summertime. So the winter comes, I make like homemade hot chocolates and this and third, do this little desserts here and there, just to make stuff come in. If you just sit on your ass, just doing one source of revenue, you're gonna be screwed. That's why I encourage people to make their own products. Um, I don't just do catering events. I make my own hot sauces. I make my own barbecue sauces. I make my own condiments. I'm on rum punch. So you always have to have one source of revenue, but have different streams of revenue coming in from that one source. You can never be sitting into one place, especially in this era where, like I said, everything is at your fingertips. Fourth thing and last thing, social media. <laughs> you need to have an Instagram or you need to have a Facebook or even a YouTube just to promote yourself. Um, Instagram is a perfect way because millions can see your stuff and you could go from there. Also, you need to get a business license. You have to get business license just to ship stuff overseas or import stuff into your own business. If you don't have a business license, a lot of venues or a lot of people, they won't buy from you. So make sure you do research before you start your business. That is the main key. So with a, within the business license aspect, is that more so like, you know, how they said, like getting a domain name for your name, like yeah. making sure you have your name set up or like actually, like how much does it usually cost to get a business license if you're going oh. to do that? Business license range from one hundred to six hundred dollars. It's pretty simple, pretty cheap. You just put your business name out there. They give you if you're from Ontario, they give you Ontario license. Boom, you're good. Now you can start going to venues. You can start going to trade shows. You can even start putting people on your GST and HST for tax times. It's all this, like I said, is to cover your ass when it comes to tax time. Or if you have staff, you could claim them. A lot of people don't know that. You could claim them. And the receipts that you do when you buy stuff, keep them. Because once again, you could claim that. That gives you more money at the end of the night or at the end of the, um, the year to do more things with your business. Because that's like also with aspects of like if you have your own car... Oh, 100%. Like, you, like buying gas and whatnot. Car, even if you go to McDonald's or whatever, you can say it was a business uh, dinner. Right, true. Your cell phone, everything. Put it towards your business to claim it at the end of the year. It's kind of a cheat code, but it's a good cheat code to save you money. So it's basically like for anybody, it's a good idea to like set up your own business in any regards. Because you oh. can, it'll help you out at the end of the day for like your taxes or whatever you're trying to do. Five hundred percent. Make doing your own business. It helps you. It motivates you. Like it makes you want to learn new skills, new traits. It want. It makes you be more independent. You don't have to deal with the nine to fivers or being dugged out at your at your job. Like if you're really passionate about it. You could leave your nine to five and make your revenue off your own, your like like your home stuff, you, like it's doable. What about for the people that are just starting out that have like, no capital, no money, 
Like how oh, do they take get, it how slow. Do they take that initial to get that initial push. How do they, do they need to get investors or like the investors part? It depends on what you're trying to do. Right. Um, if you're trying to do like small stuff, like I said earlier, making like uh beauty products or whatever, mm. you can do it at home. There's in your spare time, let's say three to five hours a day, you mm. make your little hair oils yeah. and stuff. You go to little markets. Yeah, you know, you know, you do it. You do it like your your guerrilla marketing. Yeah. Like I seen people, they like tag certain walls on on a road, or they mm. put they, they sticker bomb subway yeah. cars or TTC, and people say like, "Yo, what like what is that?" And they they scan it. It's like, yeah, I do this or I DJ and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's always that once like your first step is always scary, but that second step is is well worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, as for investment goals. If you're trying to get like a spot, I totally agree by getting an uh, investor just in case the money that you put in, you don't really see a good return. Or if you don't have the money to put in. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Having an investor, it's like a good a quarterback. It's a, it's a, it's a good quarterback just right. in case, you know, pass the, the ball, ball. You pass the ball, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, too, if you're going to have an investor, do not try to buy more money than you can handle. Right. If your investor's gonna give you um, a milli and you know you can't handle a milli, mm-hmm. don't accept the milli. Right. If you know your, your business is not gonna do that much profit, let's say in three to five years, scale down. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with scaling down. Like, no. there's nothing wrong. Take your time. Like, it's not a race. It's a every, yeah, like everybody, every business takes time. If you think out the gate or the next two, three months, hey, I'm gonna make a half a mil or a mil. Yeah. You're gonna have a rude awakening. Yeah, you should be modest about your goals, right? Yeah, you like you set your goals too high where you can't thank meet you. them. Thank you. You gotta take your time. Like every business, I say you start seeing revenue after your fourth year. Mm. Yeah, true. And then, you th- like in any business, after the fourth year, that's when you start really seeing all the hard work blossom. Mm-hmm. It doesn't blossom the next day. Or the next year, maybe for some people, some people are lucky. If you don't have that luck, it's going to take you three, three to five plus years. Take your time, learn new stuff, invent new things, uh, put yourself out there. Like, you need to market yourself. Like, don't think because you have an Instagram alone, you're good. No, like, you need to go out there face to face, shake people's hands. Go bombard people at work, send samples, and go. Like, samples alone, you're going to spend, like, a good $1,000 just giving out away free free gear or, or free swag yeah, easily. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that the, the best way of, like, marketing yourself isn't just to, like, put out, like, information, but it's also, like, giving yeah. people your product. Yeah. Because by somebody getting your product and liking your product... They want more, especially yes. if it, especially if it's good. Like exactly. regardless if it's like what you're saying, like hair oils, or you know nail polish or food aspects. Like if you're doing a bake, if you're doing something involving baking and you're giving out free pro- free samples of what your baked goods, yeah, if you you know it generates that buzz for yourself, right? Yes, and like I said, any publicity or any any word of mouth is good promo doesn't be doesn't matter if it's good or bad you're gonna have haters like in life there's haters <laughs> people don't like to see other people be on the come up mm-hmm. 
especially they know that you could do it. They're extra salty, mm-hmm. extra salty. So be in mind with the haters out there. Just look at them, smile, keep it moving. Do not entertain them because if you entertain that. The negative energy, that negative energy is going to reflect on your business. Yeah, use them as motivation. Yes. Yeah. Turn a negative into a positive. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. What else you guys want to know about business 101? Well, basically, it's just like, what, what would you suggest? If someone were to be just thinking about getting into business, like, say, for instance, they're going into culinary, just like how, like how you say you have your yeah. own cooking business. Like, what is the bet? Like, what are the first couple steps that they should take to like start up something in culinary? First, you're gonna need your food handlers. Mm-hmm. That is number one. If you don't have your food handlers, you're not gonna get any. Well, I won't say any. Like, you could do family and friends without a, a food handlers, but if you wanna go into venues and like weddings and all that stuff, and even events, you're gonna need your food handlers. That's number one. Two, you're going to need a smart serve. Just in case you want to serve alcohol or handling alcohol. You, you need to have that. When you have those two fundamentals, if you're going to do anything that involves food, you're good to go. Second, you're going to need a spot to prep your food. You can prep it at your crib, but if you want to prep it at your crib, and you have little babies around or infants or toddlers and all that stuff, it's not sanitary. If you smoke in the house, same same thing. It's not sanitary. If you have pets, that's a big no-no because <clears throat> the fur and all that stuff could get into your food. Always have a certain spot in your house where you do your food prep and your food prep only. Nothing comes in and out that place that does not associate with you doing preps for people's houses. Because people get sick, cross-contamination, and you could get sued or get blackballed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't want that starting off. That's one type of negative food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need to, especially handling food, like you need to be extra careful. You got to wash your hands. You got to make sure your shellfish stuff is, isn't touching your fruit stuff. Yeah. You got to make sure the raw chicken isn't touching raw fish or any other produce out there because the cross-contamination is real. Mm-hmm. And you got to know people's allergies. That's the third thing you got you got to realize if you're doing a catering event. You have to know if there's allergy or dietary needs. Mm-hmm. It's good to ask that instead of them telling you because you look more attentive and you, you look more serious about your business. Because mm-hmm. um, some people, you know, have the new wave of gluten-free allergies and everybody, everybody wants to be vegan and stuff. Veganism, so... Yeah. Yeah. You have to cater to them type of people. Like you got to make sure you're not using butter. You're not using milk. You're not using egg wash if you're putting on pastries and stuff. You got to yeah. you gotta realize that stuff. Even honey. Because there's some vegans out there that are really strict. And honey is a no-no as well. Yeah. It's probably the bees. Yeah. You got to start using cane sugars and all that stuff. You got to do your research. That's number four. Research. You got to research the area that you're working in. Let's say you live in the East End, let's say Scarborough, for example. You gotta know who to care to in your ends. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, I'm not being racist or anything, you know if it's brown people, you gotta know a little brown, 
dishes, you know, like a butter chicken here or, you know, or I forgot what it was called or samosas and all that stuff. Yeah, you got you got to know that stuff. Masala. Masala, yeah. You got <laughs> to know all that stuff. I'm not saying be a whiz at it. Just dabble that stuff into into stuff that you already know that, that you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. Fifth and final thing. You got to have a vehicle to transfer. You got to have a vehicle. That is the You can't be... You can't be doing cater events out of an Uber or out of the TTC, man. No. You got to have your own personal vehicle or a friend of a friend that could drive you around places. Yeah. To drop off food, even to pick up your stuff after the event. If you don't have a vehicle, it's going to be hard for you. Because mm. those Uber and taxi bills are going to rack up. That's true. And I'll say the sixth... Yeah, I'll say one more thing. Number six... Make sure you price out your products properly. No, that's majorly important. Because you don't want to get low-balled into anything or be too high. Um, Later on today on our our IG page, I'll post up my formula sheet for you guys so you guys can know how to price out your stuff properly with the right percentage and the right tax uh, brackets Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Just to give you a little... A little idea on how to price yourself properly for people from downtown to even, let's say, Blue Mountain. You know what I'm saying? So, I'll give you guys a little tips and tricks later on today on our IG page. What about um, menu creation? That leads right into that, right? Yes. And if you want to create your menu where it's, you know, it's It's relatively affordable. Yes. Yeah. Or something that you have good margins on and you can make lots of money, right? That being said, that's why, like, when it comes to making a menu, you got to know what you're going to make. You got to be comfortable of mm-hmm. making what you're going to make for, yeah, for your audience. Let's say, for example, you're going to make or someone asks for a uh, margarita pizza and you never made pizza for in your life. Mm. You better go learn <laughs> or you better have somebody that can make the pizza for you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. Don't sell stuff that you cannot make. Yeah. If you could buy a third party, that's great. Yeah. But be honest about it. Mm-hmm. Be be upfront about it. Or you know, you just say, "Oh, it's part of my catering team." Yes. Yeah. Bring someone in. Or that's someone too. else eat. Or that too. Um. Also, if you guys have friends in it and they are serious about your craft, whatever, don't be afraid to put them on, like. Uh, if they support you, they could be a good support in your business. You don't have to be selfish and be like a one-man team or a one-woman team. Friends are here for for support. If your friend really wants to support you and is down to support you, let them. If you can sense that they're just here just to bandwagon, be cautious. Just look how they act. Look how they move. Look how they associate with you and others about your business. So you could see what's really going on and not really see what's going on if, if you know what I'm what I'm talking about. Yeah. It stands in the life too. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it for my like for business. So you'd say like uh the aspects you should if you're gonna be doing something where you're gonna be dealing with food or or anything that you're gonna be doing, the best thing to do is like practice your craft. Yes. Practice what you're doing. Don't just don't just jump in and be like, I can do this. Yeah. But then when you have to do a like mass production, you have no idea how to make. And you have no space. Yeah. 
Because like how you're thinking about like costing out and like having yeah. a relative like idea. Because mm-hmm. at least if you know your ingredient list, and then you can market market your ingredient list and say, okay, I I can take this is a one batch. This is how to make a ten batch. Yeah. So once you have that costed out for a ten batch, it's easy for you to say, okay, I gotta make twenty or thirty. Right. Yeah, fifty percent. Also, I can't believe I'm saying this because I'm like the person that does not do this in his regular day. <laughs> Write down your recipes. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I know you could memorize it in your head, and that's great enough. But sometimes there's gonna be a time where you need to step back from your business and let your staff run your business. So write it down so they can learn how to make the food the way that you make it. Mm-hmm. I know it's kind of hard because you know when to stop with the seasonings and. Let's say the liquids, like we all know, but some people that come into your business, they don't know. So it's either you guide them through it or you videotape yourself making the food. So you can take notes after and write it down and give them to them. Because I know writing down on the spot, you're like, no, I think it's five. Mm -hmm. No, 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 shit, it's (laughs) eight liters. Ah, man, ah, see, (laughs) like, you know? Just record yourself making the food or making whatever product it is. And then teach it out to people that that are willing to be taught. And that should make it easier if you need to make a tweak later on too. Yeah. Just like look at your thing and, you know, figure out like, oh, I need a sweet, like something different for a sweet here. So I need to take out this and put Mm -hmm. in this, right? Yeah, because it's the number one. That's the hardest. Like, what you're saying is like, especially the hardest thing for like... Like for black folk, yeah, Jamaicans. We never write down anything. It's like when we're when like for Jamaicans, whenever we're cooking something, like I even asked my mom, my brother asked my mom one time, yo, how do you make dumplings? <laughs> I'm say, yo, pinch a dish and a dash of that. Yeah. And, and my brother's looking at like, yo, I don't, I, I, I can't work with those measurements. Like, what does a pinch mean? So yeah, like what you're saying, it, it makes complete sense because even for me, like I don't do that. Like I make. I make cheesecakes and I make fucking dumplings in my house and I just make it (laughs) like I don't know measurements I don't know it's like it was one you know when to stop yeah Yeah, I know for myself how it's supposed to feel how it's supposed to work but it's like yeah if I was to like actually tell my brother I'd be like alright one cup right you know two tablespoons and does it come out the same yeah it's not it's never gonna come out the same It's never going to cost the same field. But I can tell you that you can do that. But who knows? <laughs> 100%, man. But yeah, that's a little a little insight about Business 101. Like I said, I'll be posting stuff on the IG page later on tonight. So you can get a little insight and a little cheat code on how to run your business successfully. And, and don't have failure like yeah. I did in the beginning. Are you going to post some resources for people to... To find like how to write a business plan or how to do. Oh, 100 percent! If you want to go to the bank and all that stuff, I'll definitely try to write you guys a little blueprint on how to do it. Just change it up a bit with your, with your stuff, and then you mm-hmm. should be good to go. Yeah. And again, like I said, if you have any questions or anything you want to know, you can always leave it down in the comments down below, and uh, we'll be more than willing to like talk about it on our next podcast, so you can get more insight in that regards. So, going on to our first hot topic of the day. Have the roles changed? Have the roles changed between 
males and females. Mm. Ian, <laughs> want to get want to bring you in on this? Mm. You know, so you better put me last. <laughs> we want to get a, you know a different viewpoint on mm. this. So how do you feel? Like, have the roles? Do you feel that the roles or the dynamic has switched between males and females? I think it's definitely changing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's changed completely. I think that some of the traditional roles are still there in place in, 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 in some uh, parts of society, but I think for the most part it is, it is changing. Uh, maybe, maybe not fully switched, but, but definitely different than the traditional male-female gender role type situation. Now it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like you know, men are, I don't know, restricted a lot of the times from being a certain way. Yep. Or they're encouraged to be a certain way, right? 100%. Um, I'm not saying that it's bad or good. I'm not making a judgment either way, but I'm just saying that it's a fact. And, uh, yeah, I mean, women have, have definitely have more freedom now, like, than they did 50, 100 years ago, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, think, I think some of this, some of the change is definitely good because I think that, you know, I think we should be moving towards more equality you know in the long term right of course so i mean we can ex- we have to expect some pushback to our traditional gender roles yeah. right we have to expect that because like we've had it a certain way for so long right mm-hmm. um so it's gonna be tough but i mean we just have to find the right balance well i i kind of i agree with you i'm not kind of mm-hmm. i completely agree with you it's just I feel with some of the like the switches in the gender roles, it's it's you know, it's perfectly adequate. I feel that, you know, like I come from a I come from a household with just my mom. Mm-hmm. Right? So there are certain roles that my mom has taken on, you know, being the provider, being, you know, the one that takes care of the family and whatnot. Right. And you know, that I had that going on from from when I was like ten, eleven years old. My mom had to take care of me and my brother right. for during all that time. But then you have the aspects of, like, you know, as a, as a man, you still want to be able to have someone that can, like, be that male figure in your life to, like, teach you how to be a man. And it's... I'm sorry. It's... I, I, I find it really... For, for when a woman tries to teach a man how to be a man in a mm-hmm. relationship, she's... Giving it from her perspective. Yeah, it's flawed. Right? She's giving it from her from her perspective. And I'm not saying she's flawed or she's wrong for giving it from her perspective, but you're gonna eventually make a man into a effeminate man. Or a builder or their ideal ideal man. type of okay. man. And I think that that thinking is flawed, that you can yeah. create an ideal man. Can't <laughs> you know? You can't. I mean? The guy's gonna be who he is, and then he's gonna grow up to become the man that he sees that you know he should be. Yeah. At the end of the day, and you know, uh, like with the the role changes in the households, like you like you do have women that are out in the workforce and men that are like stay at home dads that are taking care of the family and taking care of the household. Mm-hmm. Which I say, you know what? Whatever makes the most sense yeah. for your house yeah. for your family. Do what you gotta do. Like, who am I to tell you what you can and cannot do, or what you should and should not do? It's perfectly fine, you know, as long as it works 
well for within your household and within your wheelhouse. But I I feel that there are like in regards to <laughs> I was talking about somebody I was talking with somebody about this. In regards to aspects of discipline, disciplinary actions within the house, like I, I, I said it's like, yo, I I wanna have a girl child. Like if I was to have a kid, I wanna have a girl. Mm-hmm. The reason being is because girl kids love their dads. Boy kids love their moms. Facts. Uh, it's facts, man. Boy facts. kids love their moms. I can see that. Girl kids no. love their dads. Yo, for me, it was Swish, though. For real? Like, I love both, but, like, yo, me and my mom had problems nah, for a like, long time. Me and my dad were good. Nah, like, my son, <laughs> he loves off his moms, like, to the mom point. Mom you no wrong. Yeah, like. Same with, oh, yeah. So, it's like, yo. I'm like, yo, let's go here. No, I don't want to go there. All right, Cool. Let's say the mom says it. Yeah. Let's go, mom. Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready. Old, what are we talking about? Age are we talking right now? Right now, this is when he was like six, five. Mm. Yeah. Okay, maybe that young. I you can know what I'm saying? That. Yeah. So I'm just like. But as they get older, it might change. Might. Yeah. Might change. It all, you know, honestly, it all depends on how. The, the, the how, dynamic like, is. Yeah, the right? dynamic in the yeah. household. Because, like, I was. I Like, my mom and dad, like broke up a long time ago right so yeah. like i had a period of time living with my dad and i had a period of time living with my mom mm. and it's a different dynamic from both households like my dad basically was hardly ever around so i got away with mm. pretty much murder mm. i was able to get up and just go wherever i wanted to go and whatever and he would only be around to like if i did something wrong that's when he would come down and like lay the hammer mm. my mom was more so like strict and kind of kept a leash on certain things right and you know, coming out of getting to do whatever the hell you wanted to do for like three years, and then coming home and coming to your mom's house, and it's like, nah, we're, we ain't gonna run like that. It's like, uh, you, you can't have give me freedom for three years and expect that I'm gonna just be like, hey, yeah, <laughs> like there's gonna be some pushback for a while, right? And like, I had a lot of that until I got into high school, and then I got wiser, and you know, now I'm older, I'm trying to be, I'm trying, often we're trying to be like, you know. Yeah. and take and whatever but there's still like now there's still a lot of pushback because you know mom dude's gotta at the same time realize that you know look grown now yeah right certain things I ain't gonna I ain't gonna play with anymore sure. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said it's like if I had a kid I'd want to have a girl child because you know girl children love their dads but in a, in a sense and guys more love their moms mm-hmm so when it comes down to the aspect of discipline, like, yeah, I'm gonna discipline my boy child if you, you know, if he messes up and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I'm like, yo, if we have a girl child, it's like, oh, so who's gonna discipline her? I'm like, you are. Mm-hmm. I, it's like the reason why is because I want to let her know that one, no man should ever put his hands on you, regardless of the situation. Right. Just okay. because I don't want anybody like putting their hands on you and then turning around and you thinking it because it's like, out of love that they're doing this. Mm. Yeah, it's like I love like I love my daughter, but I never put my hands on her because I wanted to know. Look, no man should ever put his hands on you. That's the situation. And then she asked me, Well, why would you have me discipline her? Why would I put my hands on her? Because I want her to know that I want her to know that no matter what girl is in your life, she will turn around and mess you up at any point in time. Right. So be mindful of who your female friends are. Regardless of the situation, be mindful of your female friends because they'll hurt you. But then I also like plays into the same dynamic, right? Of, like, love dad, <laughs> exactly. mom's like, look, at the end of the day, I realize that, I, I understand, it does play into that scenario, but 
she gonna know daddy's gonna be that's, there. I think maybe that's why. Because with me, my mom was the disciplinarian. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like the like the laid back, laid back guy. And that probably could be that could, probably could be the reason why. Mm-hmm. But I just I, it's just a feeling for me. I was like I just don't I just can't see myself touching my daughter. I just mm-hmm. couldn't I couldn't yeah. do it. Like as like just because of how I grew up and how I just feel about it. Right. I just can't. But it's not. It's not to go and say it's like if my if I have a son and my son does something stupid, I'm a I'm a beat the living hell out of him. It's like no. Well, it's a matter of like, yeah. It's just I'm gonna discipline him in a way. It's like let him know. It's like yo, can't do this. Right. And even the same way, if my ch- if my girl child does something stupid, I'm gonna discipline her. Mm. I'm just refuse to put my hands on her. But right. I yeah, will yeah. deal with her case when if she gets the flag yeah. on the line. I'm gonna deal with her case because mm-hmm. I don't have to. I. I grew up in a, I grew up in the the type of thing where it's like it's not always, you know, your hand that says something. Sometimes no. by just talking and saying a certain way, yeah, makes you realize you know, you're dumb. It's just dumb. That's always the worst, really. Yeah, it's yeah. the worst when your parent talks down to you <laughs> than when they hit you, yeah. because when they hit you, you're just like, oh God, I'm gonna get beat. Yeah. But when they talk down, they're like, you really, you think you're, you think you're brave, eh? You think you're bright. You're real smart about this. And you're like. You, know <laughs> you, get, you get that shame. Yeah, you get that look on their face and like, okay, I messed up. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, here we go, here we go. Come on, come on. Talk to me. Has the rules switched? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. Yes, rules has switched. Um, like like in everything in life, there's a yin and yang. Mm-hmm. But this is like more of a yang than a yang. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, oh boy, who hurt you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh god! Funny, you got, you got jokes. <laughs> I like them. It fills me up. Uh, me and my boy had a conversation like this last night, actually. Mm. And he was like, uh, "Love nowadays is hard to get. You know, getting that butterflies in your stomach." doesn't exist anymore, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Instead of focus on making people's hearts skip, you know, like when you see them or you feel lovey-dovey, you just want to get in the pants. When it's, in most of the case, it's not the man that's trying to get in the pants nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's the girl that's trying to get in the pants mm-hmm. nowadays, right? Wow, really about it like that. Um, so I was like, damn, like, you're speaking the truth still, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like people don't fall in love anymore. They just fall into this bed nowadays. And it's usually the female's bed. I am not trying to point fingers at females or be anti female. Mm-hmm. That's not my MO. Mm-hmm. I am just saying nowadays the girls are, I like to call it, remember, there's three stages there's a beta male. A hellhound and an alpha. Uh-oh. Girls nowadays are moving like hellhounds, aka predators. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they have the cloak on. I just hear the predator uh, uh, the mm. noise, and they go hunting. Would that be the same as a fuck boy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hellhound. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. So that's a good one. So yeah, <laughs> I didn't think about that. And yo, yeah, real shit. But, I didn't think about it like that. <laughs> but wouldn't you like okay, I know, I know you're saying that you're not trying to be like whatever anti woman yeah. or whatever. But 
thinking about it like this, like hearing what you're saying and hearing your analogy about it, wouldn't like there will there will be like certain feminists out there that will say, well, now it's just it's women's turn. We're being we're finding our sexual liberation, and we're instead of like having men pursue us, we're going after what we want. So, is that a good or a bad thing? Now they okay. If that's the case, then that means it's the men's that are catching all the feelings now, not the women. But aren't we supposed to be the ones that are giving the feelings to the girls, not the ones that's catching them? But that's the old. That's the old yeah, paradigm. Yeah. So that being said, if these females just offer sex as a reward or whatever, what else can we talk about after? What else can they give us if sex is the only thing that's on the table? After sex, what is it going to give me? Money or... Yo, that's the same thing I was talking about. Comfort? Stability? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They ain't offering nothing. Are they giving me a 401k? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's just, thank you for the sex. Thank you. Block and delete right after. My question is, how can you trust in in this environment? You don't. Mm. You don't. If if what you're saying is true, Mm -hmm. and women are... Predators. I'm going to say all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not all of them, not all of them, not all of them. But if they are hellhounds, yeah. Then how can you trust? Like, how can you build a relationship? How can you trust? How can you build like a family? I think is this the destruction of the family. Yes, the fa- the family era is out the window, man. Or is this just a new restructuring of the family? You can't restructure nah, nah, family nah, from nah, how nah. family's supposed people to be. People not having people. people yeah. Okay, people are people are having kids, but people are not having families nowadays. Like you, I mean, you, it happens, but yeah, yeah it's, it's, yeah. You can see like a lot of single parents yeah, have lost strolls with kids, and all the kids look different. But is there a real family? No. You see, a lot of guys are babysitting multiple women's babies, and majority of the times, it's not even the kids. That's not really a true family. Yeah, you're being a stepfather, a stepmother, but are you building a family with this person? With your genes, with his genes, or vice versa. No. You're not sitting down having family dinners or going to Sunday brunch after church or before church. That arrow's gone. Mm-hmm. It's drop the kids off at grandma's or daycare and let me go turn up. Mm-hmm. Or drop the kids at my boy's house, let me go do some street shit, and then hopefully I get back home to pick up my kid mm-hmm. and we go from there. Like, it's not there now. Nowadays, I would say, like dating and all that stuff, it's like a potluck. You just go into a room. All right, that's Chinese food. That's Jamaican food. Whatever, and you sample the food. You a little bit of. If Greek. you don't, if you don't like the food, all right, you like you doing a barbecue. You grab the plate, mm-hmm. put the napkin over the plate, you put it in the garbage, and you just go to the side. That's how it is nowadays, man. Like. And what about relationships? Like people that are in relationships. I, uh, here we go again. Like, all right, so you can't build a relationship on a like when your dynamic is going like that. If you just yeah, like if I I like to interject. Sorry, but like if you're start if you're starting something from like first day you meet. Like I'm sorry, you cannot build a relationship, a Mm -hmm. real relationship, quote unquote, 
to like the first time you meet or you first time you hang with that person, mm-hmm. can we smash? Mm-hmm. Like after, like mm-hmm. for, I'm sorry for most people, like not yeah. just guys but also girls. For the first time, if you were like you meet up and you were like, I like this person, you're cool, and then you go back to their house or they go back to your house and you smash. Mm-hmm. Like how? Where are you building a relationship? You right. already basically got to the end goal for what you were trying to do. You got yeah. to that. You already yeah, got to that goal. So if you already got the, you already got in. You know, yes. got the D or you got the V. Mm-hmm. What are you really like? Do you really want to? You really gonna take the time to build something when you already got it? But where's where was where's your guys' actual problem though with this? Is it the, is it that sexual liberation has gone too far? Is it that that feminism has gone too far? No, I would say no. Nah, I don't, I don't that. think it's gone too far. I just think ninety eight percent of men mm-hmm. put too much onto females. Mm-hmm. They put them. They they're too available for them. They mm-hmm. give them too much time. They make them feel more valuable than they are. They put them on a pedestal. They wine and dine just to get some flesh, mm-hmm. or just wine and dine just to stunt. They don't wine to dine just to communicate or connect with somebody. Mm-hmm. To actually build. Thank you. Thank you. Um. And nowadays, guys are just moving like girls. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, okay, like I said at the first podcast, there's a thin line between being vulnerable mm-hmm. and being needy and desperate. If you're coming to a girl like, hey, look, I think, like, you're an amazing person and I want to see you more. Right. Are you okay with that? That's just being vulnerable. If you're being like, oh, my God, you're, like, the best girl I've seen Fair all my seat. life and... Yeah. I can't let you go. Yeah. Are you stupid? Nah. Come here. You know what I'm saying? And she's just like, no, like, you're creepy. Come on, come on, come on. I'll change, I'll change. That, you're being desperate needy. guys like that. And a lot of guys are doing B mm-hmm. and not A. Mm-hmm. And to the point, it's like, girls feel like, all right, you know what? I can do this with any guy now. Mm. And to the point, mm. it's like, okay. they have the power. I see what you mean. To make or break any relationship that they choose to be in. So mm. it's more along the lines of like just, say, you're saying that you know guy like men need to start be remembering how to be men again. Yeah, just yeah, like I need said, to look past having sex. Yeah, yeah. Like like, like so that's the issue. If you yeah. want to hook up, go hook up. And be upfront about it. You be upfront about it. I just want to say that. Be upfront about it. Yeah. Don't try to be a chameleon. Or like yeah, don't try to be a chameleon, and um, let's say sweet talk your way into it just to get it and chow. Right. Now that girl is butthurt, bitter, salty because you did all this Thanks, prep and all this faking and all this acting yeah. just to get some sex, and now you just leave me. Now I feel shady and hurt. Now she's gonna go hurt the next man, right? Or vice versa. A girl like yeah, you know I really like you. I want to build with you, you know. Mm-hmm. And then she gets the goodies or she gets the guy's services or uses up the guy's resources. She's done them. You know what? I got what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, don't call me again. Mm-hmm. Don't text me. If I want you, I'll text you. If not, it is what it is. Ciao. And you're just there like, yo, if you really want to use me for my resources, why don't you ask? If you wanted me to plug you in, why don't you ask? 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, people are not, people are not, they're not, they're not upfront. Like, <clears throat> they want to have a line of communication with you. Say, okay, cool. You do the communication, but they don't respond back to you. Right. If you didn't want to talk to me or associate with me, just say it. We're both adults. Just be like, yo, you know what? I don't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Or don't talk to me. Cool. I won't waste your time. You don't waste my time. Yeah, I honest. value my time. Be yeah, honest. Be open. I think yeah. nowadays people are not valuing people's time no. and attention. Or respecting them. Or respect. Yeah. People just think, you know, oh, this girl likes me, so I got to bend backwards. Or this guy likes me. I have to go cook and clean for him. I got to do... I got to give him all my spare time to the person. Hell no. no. You're not no slave. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, it shouldn't be like that. It should, be, it should come natural. Some now, of that stuff has always been considered romantic, though. Like, if you go, like, a little bit of it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying, all right, no, babe, I'm... Like, you can chase. But yeah. You don't, yeah. To, you don't have to fucking hunt. 100%. Like, I'm trying to say, like, yo, this is a personal story of mine. <laughs> oh. I had this one girl, right? I remember I was called in sick. I was, I was sick. Like, I was, I was sick. This girl, had, this girl had school. And she goes, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll leave school just to, just to take care of you. Man. Nah, man. Go do your school work and shit. No, this girl told me, you're not sick. You're cheating on me with the next person. I'm just coming to your house just to see what's going on. <laughs> wow. So I was like, all right, cool. That's hilarious. So she came. She seen that I was sick. Oh, you're you really are sick. Oh, well, I'm gonna go back to school. So I was like, "Wow!" So I'm just like, "Excuse me." That's harsh. And then on a on a flip side, I had another girl. I remember, <laughs> I remember I had the day off at of work, and she had school. And once again, I'm like, "Yo, I'm off today. Oh, class is shit right now. You want to hook up?" I'm like, "Nah, go." Yo, you paid money. No, like I'm leaving class. Just 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 to hook up with you. You hesitated. And I was like, yo, like, do you have your your morals and your stuff in check? Because yeah, they're expecting mm-hmm. you to be on them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They're expecting you to, like... Yeah, 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 come, come. Be yeah, because see me, I respect people's time. If you're telling me you work a 9 to 5, yeah. I am not going to bother you from 9 to 5. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll bother you at 5.30 to about 12 o'clock when I go to bed. Right. Mm-hmm. If you text me during that 9 to 5, I will respond back to you. Yeah. Not off the fly, probably in thirty minutes to an hour to see what, just to see what's up. I'm not gonna be sitting in my hands, dilling in on the on text messages or sending you memes from IG. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I value my time. I value your time. If you wanna give me attention, cool. I'm not seeking your attention. Right. I'm not seeking your validation. Right. If you're a busy person, cool. We'll link up when you're free and I'm free. Call it a day. I'm not gonna be like, yo, work is shit right now. Um, what are you saying? Oh, I'm at work. All right, I'm gonna be there for your lunch break. No, have a nice day. I'll right. see you at home if we live together. If not, I'll call you when you get home. But nowadays, people just want to be a Jeffrey, just hand, like you know, butler. This. All right, I need this done. Boom, they're there for you. Yeah. That done. Boom. Open this up for me. Boom, we're there. No, it doesn't work like that. Because at, at the end of the day, for especially females, they're going to be like, <coughs> hey, I want a guy that treats me well. I want a guy that 
breaks me out. I want a guy that shows affection and stuff. Nine times out of ten, that's not what they really want. Because when they do get someone that does that, they get bored. It's too easy. It's not a challenge. Yo, isn't that yeah. like well, that's the whole fact of like people saying that they, like, they want like I want this and I want a guy that's like this and I want a guy that's like that. Mm. Or for even for guys saying I want a girl like this yeah. and want a girl like that, but they don't really think about the things that they need in the person that that they have yeah. in their life. Mm-hmm. They're so busy focused on the wants, and then they like when they get all the things that they want, they realize. I don't want this. I don't. I don't, I don't like what this is. That's the ninety eight percent of the males out there. Mm. Or I, yeah. I feel like I'm the I'm the three percent. Mm. I don't. When I see a girl that I interested in, I'll communicate with her. I'll tell her my intentions from the jump. I'm not gonna be like, yeah, you know, or beat around the bush. I'm like, yo, like I like I like talking to you. I like vibing with you. Mm-hmm. Let's build this up. If I see a girl that, let's say I'm lusting over, I'll tell her, like, yo, like, you're beautiful or whatever. But I'm not going to initiate the hookup because I don't want a hookup. Like, I've, I've been doing that in my in my teens and, and stuff, in early 20s. I just want to kick back and relax. Right. So, that being said, like, when I see people be like, oh, you got to do this. I'm like, no, nah, you don't really have to. Just no. comic collective always wins. Mm-hmm. Being confident is key. If you're just gonna be an actor or yeah. or let's just say a con artist, you're gonna fail miserably. Like yeah. just be yourself. Like exactly. like I said, like when when I see a girl that I like I see a future I tell you straight, like yo, like I could see me personally, I could see this going. Mm-hmm. You may not see this now. But I see it going like you have stuff that I like. Yeah. We have the same values. We have the same goals. We have a lot of stuff in common. I don't believe opposite tracks. Nah. Like, I believe people that have stuff in common, it lasts longer because you guys do the same thing together, whatever. But the stuff that you guys have uncommon, you can learn from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, for example, I had this one ex. She was an amazing writer. Like, right stories whatever I ain't like writing mm-hmm. you know like I like I like doing ghost writing for people mm-hmm. I ain't like writing books she liked the way that I build things like computers and all this stuff so we traded right she showed me how to write I showed her how to build computers it was a nice trade off yeah but we still had a lot of stuff in common it wasn't like we had a lot of stuff uncommon we had a, like let's say 80% stuff in common the rest was uncommon, but it enticed me. It got me more intrigued about her. For sure. And the same thing with her. And we just trade it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every relationship that you're going to go into, whether it's a friendship right. or a full commitment, don't look at it as a regret if it didn't go well. Look at it as a leveling up. Because okay. now you can see what you need, what you want, what you like, and how you evolve you become a next person for your next relationship. True, right. True. Don't make any heartbreak um, demote you in any any type of way. Level up. Defeat is always, to me personally, I find defeat more righteous than victory. Because in a defeat, I could just level up. I could harden up my body, 
my mind, my soul, and come back harder. Yeah. Winning all the time, it gets boring. Yeah. Yeah. You need something to prove after. Yeah. Yeah. You need to feel that drive. Yeah. Yeah. So. Failure brings success. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, even girls, you can use this line too. This is one of my favorite lines now. That person was never yours. It was just your turn. Just remember that line, and you'll be okay. That's my rant about this topic. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was going to make a, a giant leap. I don't know if I should. Go make that leap, it, man. man. This is an open forum. I was going to say, like, I think, because I'm just trying to think, like, the root problem. Yeah. Yeah. Of, like, this whole discussion. And to me, it's greed and money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay may seem unrelated to the topic of like you know gender roles and uh, all the things we've been talking about Mm -hmm. but I feel like all the stereotypes that we're trapped in now we're trapped in because and this is not like us specifically but as a society is because we're trapped in them because of like what cult what the mass culture has has formed us into and that's and you know the mass culture preys on our insecurities Mm -hmm. And it's all in search of a profit, right? So, like, for instance, the over-sexualization of women in the fashion industry, mm-hmm. in movies, in music, music videos, et cetera, et cetera. You know, that's kind, I think that's kind of what shifted the male psychology towards women and being so thirsty towards women. That's just in my opinion, right? But, I love that word thirsty, though. Mm-hmm. I can't lie. You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's all about about money. And same with like even, even women's perceptions of like the perfect ideal man or the ideal relationship. It's all, it all comes from these you know like these, these these origin Folklores. stories or yeah. these fairy tales that they've that they've grown up. Fucking romance novels. Right, right, and and it's like and and these are written by people that are really just trying to make money. Yeah. <laughs> Or they're trying to put out some fiction, you know, like maybe just as a, as a piece of literature. But like for the mass culture-wise, it's mostly about money. Yeah, it's like uh, those pickup artists and stuff or the dating coaches. Yeah, that's all yeah. bullshit. They just put stuff out there just to make money off you in right. your current situation. Like, mm. let's just say you broke with an ex. You go online right now, there's like a thousand books on how to get your ex back. Of course. Do they all work? No. 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 But if you put your mind to it, you can get your ex back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if you just put that time and homework into it, you probably get it back. Yeah. Or him back. If you really want it. Yeah. Or you're having trouble picking up ladies. There's all these, there's all these stupid pickup lines or pickup yeah. books you could use to pick, to pick up ladies. And you just look creepy and weird. Yeah, exactly. It's all about confidence. Yeah. I, tell people guys, I tell guys all the time, you could get any girl you want just by being yourself being confident, and eye contact. If you want to talk to a girl with your head down, this and a third, and like, yeah, you know, I kind of like you and all, but your head's down and stuff, yeah. she look at you like, yo, like, you're not serious. If you, can, if you keep the eye contact and you have the proper body language, you could talk to any girl you want. Mm-hmm. That's true. Doesn't matter if you're short. Doesn't matter if you're tall. Doesn't no. matter if you're big, you're skinny. You always see those girls that are like, Banging, yeah, and they're with like some dude. And you're Poindexter. like, Poindexter, huh? Oh, <laughs> this yeah, and it's like confidence. Or... It's confidence. It, it it really is confidence, and they know what they're doing. They know what they want. 
Right. If you're gonna be timid or be not certain about certain things, or even being a pushover too, if you're a pushover twenty four seven, she's yeah. gonna be off it. Like, yeah. just like I said, like in everything in life, there's always a thin line. If you want to be a provider or be someone that's caring, here's a thin line of being a pushover. Like, if your girl wants to, if your girl or guy wants to go to the movies all the time, and you're like, okay, okay, yeah. a no here and there is fine. For sure. Like, if you're like, yo, I want that bag, you go, okay, here's my wallet. Every time, it's like, you're a pushover. Just say no. She'll respect. He or she will respect you. He or she will respect you. Longer for the no than the yes, because mm-hmm. they could see now. It's a backbone. Ah, that was just about to say backbone. Mm-hmm. Don't have a backbone that people are just gonna run over you. Like sorry to say, I know you want to please your your man or your woman, but a no goes a long way. If you if you're a caring person, I know it'd be kind of hard, and you don't see it as you being a pushover. I get it. But there's certain stuff you should have a, a break limit for. For example, let's just say you're going to, let's say Luxie's on a Friday night, and your girl tells you, hey, do you mind dropping off Becky, Amy, Samantha at the cribs? You can say no. Mm-hmm. They, the way that they got here is the way they're going back home. Simple. You're not being rude, you're not being disrespectful. You just want to go home safe and sound with you and your girl, or you drop your girl at home and call it a day. Yep. Yeah, you don't always have to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's always good to say no. Yeah. Even though you might get an, even though you might get an argument with her, because you know, always know when a, when a girl has to do something and you say no, it's gonna start an argument. It might start an argument. Might get salty. Yeah, but at least if you're like, yo, no, I'm not gonna do this for you all the time. I'm not yeah. Gonna yeah. Makes you stronger. Yeah. But I, you, yeah, there was one thing um, when you were talking about you know money. Mm-hmm. When you were saying that you know the, the like financial aspects, mm-hmm. people are doing things for financial stuff. That actually that resonates as, as well because like outside of all of this, yeah. like if you look at if you look at the the way of like when you're talking about fashion and how you know we you know appearance and whatnot, mm-hmm. you realize that you know for a guy, okay, for an average guy. Mm-hmm. And I got to talk for myself, like an average black guy. To go and get, you know, just a cleanup at a barber costs you like now 30 bucks. <laughs> Back in the day, it cost you like 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. You're just getting cut and shaved, mm. line up, whatever. Cost you 30 bucks to do that. I don't know how much it costs for... It's that you know, gentrification. Yeah. I don't know how much it costs mm-hmm. for, you know, everybody else. <laughs> I, just, I, I pay 15, yeah. but, oh, my, yeah. but my haircuts suck. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I don't know, I don't know how, 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 what it costs for white people now, but it's oh, like for like fifty bucks. Yeah, but it's 40, like fifty bucks. But then when you have for females, like they go get their hair done, they That's get their like, nails done, get waxed, they get this. It's like if they go one day of just doing everything. Taking one day to do everything. That's a good paycheck right there. That's like how the fuck yo, that's a fucking paycheck. Yo, I hear yo's because it's like it's not even just doing the hair. Like a lot of girls, a lot of black girls like put in weave and stuff mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And like a good a good weave, like a Brazilian, costs like already two hundred dollars just for the weave itself. Wow. Then to go to somebody to Dude, put it in. Stop. And how long does it last? 
Nah, nah, nah. Uh, I heard, I, I heard some good stories like from six to like two years. You, oh, okay. If you really so like, it's an yeah. If you, yeah. if you, if you, up if you maintain it properly, yeah. yeah, it could last you a very long time. But okay. if you're, if you're one of those people that don't know how to take care of it properly, it could last you like, yeah. what, like a month or so. Do, 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 are, are people learning these skills at like to do at home? Of course, yeah. Of course, just the same money. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them are like going to home salons. Yeah, just the same but money. if you're like going to a professional salon, yeah, it's a crazy professional money. salon. That costs you like uh, like another two hundred, three hundred dollars yeah. to get it d- done. Right. Then going to go get nails done properly, yeah. not just from like, oh my friend down the street. Yeah. <laughs> You're going yeah. to a proper place to get it done. Yeah. That costs you like another like eighty bucks. Right. And getting your feet done, that's another like yeah. forty bucks. And waxing, and waxing, and all that. It's like just for a girl to go for one day going out to maintain herself for one day. Of just her physical appearance, not putting, yeah. not including clothes, yeah. but just physical appearance, mm-hmm. can cost almost like five hundred, uh, five hundred to like seven hundred dollars, just for the physical appearance. Yeah. Then when she goes and buy her clothes to go out, mm-hmm. that's could be another like three, four bills. Yeah. And this is just for them to feel comfortable about yeah. themselves. Yeah. It's not even half the time, it's not even for guys. No, it's, it's just like for show other off. girls yeah. or for themselves. Yeah. It's a stunt. It really is a stunt. <laughs> yeah. Like, half the time, you like when you see a girl out on the like out of the club or out of any kind of event, and you see her look looking real nice. Yeah. You're like, damn. Yeah. But you don't know how, yo, you look at that and you're like, you don't know how much all of that cost. Yeah. For this that one day. Especially with the makeup on. Yeah. Time. And then you see her another day and you're just like, yo, who are you? <laughs> who are you again? That's true. Don't know, but man. But we got to feel blessed that we don't have to spend that kind of money on. Yeah. That's, like, that's one blessing I mean, for, for a people, guy. Some people do. But... Nah, you two do, yo. <laughs> to maintain dreads, it's, it's an arm and a leg, man. Yeah. Yeah, is it? It's like $100 per, per session. Yeah, my mom has dreads, too. You know what I'm saying? Yo, it costs a lot of money. It costs a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Well, that's, that's what it is. Prey, yeah. It's preying on their insecurities to make yeah. a profit, right? Yeah. I wish I missed the lineup days. Like, man. I'm cool with like, <laughs> so many, so many girls. Like I know it sounds cliche to say this, but like I'm, I've, I look at women without makeup most of the time. I'm cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. They look good. They're like, natural. Yeah. And then they get mad at me for saying that. It's like. I don't know. They because they have their own insecurity. They feel that, you know, without the makeup, they're not pretty. It's like, what are you saying? I'm putting on too much makeup? Like, I'm not... I'm like, nah, not going to makeup. You know, like, no, you I look like good. It, yeah. Natural. Yeah, yeah like, like, I love you natural. <laughs> you know, it's the weirdest thing. Because, like, when you, see, when you see a girl and she, like, on a regular day, she looks good. Right? Yeah. You're a girl. And you mm-hmm. see on a regular day, she, you're like, yo, you know, you look beautiful. You look absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. And what's the typical thing they like to say? I'm I'm all right. I'm okay. Yeah. It's like yo, just take the fucking compliment. Yeah, it's, it's never like thank you. It's like oh, you're just being fucking. Yeah, you're just or, 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 or like eye roller, like, eye roller uh, or, something, or kiss teeth. Yeah. It's like yo, just take the compliment, man. Just shut up. Because <laughs> like you tell the girl tells us yo, you're looking real nice today. It's like oh, thanks. You know I did took care of myself. You know yeah, I did we really thing. Cool. Really? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we do a little thing and we take care of ourselves and it's like, yo, we take the compliment and we're thankful about it. Yeah. Alright, so let's move on, gentlemen. Whoa, wait. Oh, are whoa. we are we moving on to music? Oh yes, we're moving on to music. Is that, seriously? Oh yeah, we're moving on to music right now. I was now. gonna say, like 
Nah, say it, man. <laughs> you can't just yo. You can't just come in and say like. You can't put. it's a good. It's a good segue. Like yeah. the finance, the, the financial aspect, right? Uh-huh, the changing yeah. face of music. Yeah. The destruction of like good popular music. Mm. You know, for the most part. Yeah. It's all money. It's all because of money. One hundred percent. That's what I really think that six nine is an undercover cop. You may, you may laugh and, and disagree. Well, I don't know enough about six nine. <laughs> I really think he was, he is a mold. Really? For yeah, that gang. Didn't he get out of jail really quick or something like that? He's doing uh, allegedly, he's doing no time by cooperating with the police yeah, and getting the information yeah. on the rest of the gang members. Which gang though? The Trey uh, Trayway Bloods or some something, something oh, like bloods, that. Yeah, okay. Trayway Bloods. So I'm just like. There's no way in hell you're gonna do no jail time, yeah. unless, for sure, from the jump. I mean, from the jump before he got picked up, they they already talked to him. Hey, look, there's a gang called Trayway Bloods, mm-hmm. and we want you to infiltrate them and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Make your music, whatever you know. Right. We'll we'll make your image for you. You're a rapper. You don't even have to write your own raps. We'll, we'll write it for you. Right. Your image? Fuck it. We're, we're the purple hair and blue hair, whatever. Yeah, that's so suspect. It will sell. Third, them tattoos? Money. It's money. Mm. This guy went from looking weird from every single that he dropped. Mm-hmm. Always went number one on the billboards. Oh, whack. I think right now he's six for Planned. six. Yeah. I think he's six for six. That's crazy. Six for nine? Hey. <laughs> hey. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is crazy. That's unheard of. Right. And to the point, you're going, you're facing 25 to life, to all of a sudden you're not? Yeah. There's something fishy going on in that situation. It's either he was picked up from the jump, mm-hmm. Or the police Turn. plant him, plant him in them, plant him in them, uh, in, uh, into in that gang, gang. Yeah. from that time, just to get names and hits going on. What's the history though? Like, has he been? Has he always claimed that he's been part of this gang? Or is no, it, apparently he he's been like later. he entered it later on in his, in his I guess early, late teens. So when he got or money, or before, or before he he got popping, before that he used to be okay. like a, a like a good kid like. School and all that stuff, books, mm. helping out, uh, kids in needs and programs and stuff. Yeah, like he, I thought he, he was doing like, like, wasn't he running some kind of like prostitution thing before? I don't know about all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He, uh, that like from before when he was younger. Yeah, that was younger because I guess the girl lied about her age. Okay, but he was still like being a pimp, right? right. No, no, no. I think it was being a pimp. He. I, the story goes. No, it, was a, it was a video or something. Yeah, there was a video, a video of. Yeah, it's shooting like a. Porno. I want to call it a porno. <laughs> I would say like he was yeah. shooting up a music video. Oh, it was a music video. <laughs> yeah. But like a like a how do you want it music video. Yeah, or wow. like a tip drill. <laughs> and you know, and then the girl said she was of age, but long and behold, she wasn't of age. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that changes things. You get no ID on that. Yeah. So then he got accused of that. Mm-hmm. But that's. To him, that's light work because at the end of the day, he's still making money or whatever. Right. He's not really in the system as a pedophile. 
and um, he's traveling making money and that didn't affect this case which it should have but mm-hmm. it, it didn't I never really listened to any of his music me either he just I can't lie he has like catchy catchy beats like his beats are fire mm-hmm. and like but he doesn't make the beats no no no, no. He, he, I hate that he doesn't make the beats <laughs> he has like he has quotables mm-hmm. uh, lyrically n- not there yeah. it's so, all about the beats it's just the image yeah it's, it's all the image again right just like you guys were talking about yeah. last week yeah. with Rihanna and shit <laughs> <laughs> it's, the fucking, it's, just the, it's just the pop music machine that's pumping him out yeah there are no yo honestly like when I when I see like our like hip hop now and I see like R&B now I don't really see anybody that's like come out and like yeah this is someone I want to follow this is the next person I want to know. Watch R and B. I know they exist, but yeah. I'm just saying, like from what what we for have, like the mainstream. mainstream. R and B. I can't like the uh, Jaquees kid. He's nice though. He's nice. I I prefer his version of tripping than uh um what's the girl's name again? Ella Mays. Mm. I prefer his version. Mm. His version is, it comes much harder. Maybe because I'm a guy, mm. but. I prefer his version than the original version. You know what's funny though, with the with with I can't speak on that because I don't know like Jacquees. Yeah, yeah, yeah never never heard of him before. Yeah. But um, like I I feel like now because hip hop is like now like the most popular music genre apparently. Yeah. In 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 the world. Of whatever it is right now, and because of like the backlash at like the Grammys last year, do you remember that? Or like all the boycott and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah or like not enough uh, yeah. black artists being nominated, yeah. or, or or like you know hip hop acts, and now it's like you see the Grammys this year, and it was so hip hop. So this is what I think is happening now. They're like, they're reaching, <laughs> you know, like, they, no, they're, they're trying really, so oh, hard to yeah, get in there because they realize now that hip hop is such a like a huge genre. Yeah, it's a, it, it's, to be authentic it's now. so much in the mid- <laughs> like even yo Childish Gambino I think like, yeah eight, song of the year yeah, or something eight grand won eight Grammys and song of the year and the yeah. man didn't even cut gold didn't even show up for the Grammys. the most surprising to me was J Rock one yeah holy you know like that's crazy <sighs> what did he drop uh, he won for Re- I can't remember exactly but it was something off of Redemption like that that album they dropped last year which was a great fucking album. Yeah. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden they're like, "Yo, we 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 we're we're accepting of rock of hip hop music." They want the money. They want that money. Yeah, it's the same as the Oscars, man. Like, <laughs> you know, oh, what happened with the Oscars? So white, and then what happened next year after that? You it's know? so black. <laughs> it's like that's all you so see now. Black. Twelve years of slavery. Yeah. So uh, black uh, panther. Moonlight. Yeah, Moonlight. Black Panther. Black Panther was a phenomenon this year. Yeah. But was it really? Can I ask you guys a serious okay. question? All right, here we so go. A serious question. Okay. Because I haven't seen the movie, so I can't even mm. judge. Wow. <laughs> what kind of whatever? I just don't. I just don't watch movies these all days. Right, all right, all right. So like, is it really what it's hyped up to be? Mm. Or was it? For a black superhero, yes. Okay. Uh, for a regular superhero movie, no. Okay. It was nice to see, or finally, a black superhero in the limelight. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I understand that. We had... Luke Cage, right? Before. Luke Cage on, you know, on TV, but on the actual and screen itself... Blade before. Yes, yes, Blade. Yeah, Blade we can't knock, still. Yeah. yeah. 
and Spawn. And Spawn, Spawn, Spawn too, yeah. yeah. Michael Jai White, right? Yeah. 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 But this was like the first time we've seen a, a black Marvel guy. With a multi, with a majority, no, like, majority with, of black with, I agree with you guys. With the Avengers. Sure. Yeah. No, like, like he's Huge. tied in with the Avengers. Yeah. With a 98% black cast. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's rare to see that. And the performances were were, were there. Mm-hmm. Was there a lot of action in the movie? Not really. Mm-hmm. Was there a lot of plot, plot, plot holes? holes? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so dialogue was pretty good, actually. Yeah. Like, it was a good right. backstory. It was a really good backstory. Was the villain excellent? No. Uh, no. But. What uh, made, uh, but. No, no, no. But uh no Come on you okay No Killmonger <laughs> Yo Killmonger's backstory was not as it was in the comics mm-hmm. but they had to modernize it to today's um culture mm-hmm. It was great the way that it was written out for Was that Michael B Jordan Michael yeah. B Jordan mm-hmm. was perfect his acting on that He's amazing top of top But was he their main villain no I think the main villain yeah. was right. no, yeah. no, no. The main villain was uh, Claw. Claw. He's the one that influenced Killmonger to be Killmonger. No, okay. you're what? wrong. Uh-oh. Wrong. Okay. Wrong. Talk. Wrong. Talk. <laughs> wrong. Okay. Now, the whole fact. Okay. If you're, okay. Spoiler alerts. If you haven't watched, Black I haven't watched it, bro. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Okay, spoiler alert. No, no, I'm not no, going to no. give full spoilers. <laughs> the whole fact is, is like, you remember the beginning of the movie with the family. Yeah. You talk, right? I know, I know you say, oh, it was the dad's fault. That made a, no, no. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to say that. I'm just going <laughs> to say that there was, he, he, it wasn't Claude that made him Killmonger. Mm-hmm. He became Killmonger on his own. Yeah. He used Claude yeah. to his advantage mm-hmm. to get in. Yeah, they have to get into because the, everybody Wakanda. wanted Claw. Like you already know from like Civil War and uh, from no, I don't. no that, did you watch? Um, doesn't watch movies. Period. Yeah, I haven't even seen the okay, first we, Avengers, bro. So okay, it's not, so it's, not so a, it's, it's, it's not a Black Panther thing. It's just I don't watch. You have you got this combo. Okay. Yeah, so okay. you have you, you have to take it as it comes. So too bad you're gonna have All to right. deal with the spoilers. I was of planning Panther. on watching it eventually. It's on Netflix. You can watch it right now. It's been long enough. I'm past that point. Go ahead. Killmonger became Killmonger because of what his uncle. It to his dad. Yeah. I get that part. But if it wasn't Claw fueling him, like, yo, we're going to get revenge, right? We're going to get revenge, right? We're going to get revenge, right? Fueling him to betray Wakanda. Mm-hmm. He didn't betray Wakanda. So it's like the emperor. But he didn't betray Wakanda. Think about the <laughs> why, message. Why, why, why? Think why? about the message that he said. He, when he came in, he yeah. said, there are so many resources and everything. Like you said, that black people came from Africa. Yeah, we have our people who are out there in mm-hmm. the rest of the world that are still feeling slavery. Yeah, we want to empower the best. Like we that have all these resor- resources. We should be using our resources to free our people. Yeah, 100%. so he didn't betray Wakanda. He was trying to use the resources of Wakanda mm-hmm. to empower the rest of, of black society to free themselves from slavery, from bondage, mm-hmm. and to then take over yeah. take over the uh, the Western world. Yeah. So he didn't really betray Wakanda. He was just basically taking what Wakanda had and then turning it on its sca- turning on its skills. He, he, no, he betrayed Wakanda. <laughs> he was people. not Wakandan. 
He was Wakandan descent, but he was not part of Wakanda. He so he couldn't betrayed How? Wakanda people on themselves to make his agenda true. He made his cousin, best friend, that's the gatekeeper, mm-hmm. betray him to get in. But how did he betray him to get in? By how giving he... him Claw. Yes. So he didn't... He's Like I said, he used Claw to his advantage. Yeah, but if Claw didn't show the man the secrets of Wakanda and this, that, and third about Vibranium... This shit when I but do you not know, you know, realize that he didn't care about the the whole thing about the vibranium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't care about that. But he Claw wanted the vibranium. He yeah. used Claw's he used yeah. Claw's greed for vibranium. Yeah, yeah. The enemy to, br- to no pun intended. No pun intended. To bring him in, right? Yeah. So Claw. So look at the whole thing. Yeah. Claw got captured, right? Yeah, he knew he knew he needed Claw so that he could get into Wakanda. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what do you do? He broke out Claw, mm-hmm. and what's the next thing he does? Murked him. Oh God, yo! <laughs> I'm sorry. We yeah. told you you're out of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this We're sorry. Yeah. We're sorry. Yeah. This all could have been avoided if two scenarios. It may happen in Endgame. May because talking about parallel universes. Sorry again. Yeah. <laughs> um, they are talking about bringing him back though. One, the uncle didn't kill his dad. Yeah. The uncle should have brought him back home with the kid. Two, kill the ki- kill the kill his brother, but take the kid back to Wakanda. Well, so actually, he knows it wasn't the uncle that killed the da- that killed the dad. It was it was the well, well, Killmonger's uncle killed. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess how about uh, Forrest Whitaker, right? Yeah, Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> he was gonna kill Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Forrest Whitaker's in this movie too. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I'm sorry. Dude, I'm sorry. you're not. You I'm know sorry. nothing about I'm this sorry. movie. You're completely out. Third, <laughs> the third and final way that would have made it more peaceful, but the ending would have been not as impactful. Would have been if he would have came to Wakanda and tried to break bread with his cousin T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Instead of coming in there. Arms blazing and trying to make a uh, like a uh, anarchy, but that being said, the ending wouldn't have been as impactful how it was with that line that you said at the end: "Bury me with my ancestors that jumped off the ship, cause they'd rather uh, death than bondage." Mm. Come on, yeah, okay, but come on, now. that line hard. is hard. My question line is hard to that. you guys is. Mm-hmm. <sighs> You said it's a good movie. Yeah. It's a good comic book movie, and it's a good movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But is it a great movie? For black culture, yes. yes. It's like coming to black America. Culture? Okay, yeah, yeah, I understand. It's yeah. like it's like coming to America, yeah. but with superheroes. Do you think? But do you guys think that it's 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 weird that uh, that the Oscars are putting it as best picture? No, I don't think that's weird. I don't think it's weird. I th- I I think because look, I they're, think they're just like, reaching. Hmm? I just think that they're just reaching and trying to make a buck off of something. Oh, hundred percent. Oh yeah, of course. I don't think they're doing it like legitimately. They're not doing it's it. Like, yeah, the best picture of the year. They're doing it because of the wave that it brought, the money like, that it brought. So it's like yeah, a Titanic. It's, it's, yeah, it's basically oh. yeah. It's it's okay. basically it's basically for like if you really look at it, a comic book movie, right? Okay, so has a comic book movie ever been nominated before for Best Picture? Black Knight. Um, the Dark Knight, that's the only one. Yeah. Okay, yeah, true. But, like, a, com- a comic book movie, being be- making that much money, 
making that much of a cultural impact okay. and being that divisive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was because really like out of like uh, out of all the other so out of all the other comic book movies that have come out that have been like good or bad, you have people that are saying that oh yeah, right this movie is the movie was so good, this movie was so bad. But there's never been, like, now that they're talking about the cultural ramifications of this movie. Right. Cultural impact of this movie. You have people, you, that you have people saying that, oh, like, it, was it, is it really that important? Like, why, why is it black people are finding it that important? It's like, it's not a matter of that we're finding it that important. Because there were other movies that we feel that should have been nominated. That should have gotten a nomination. Or mm-hmm. that should have been, like, really impactful. But it's just the fact of... It's the fact of we've had black characters in movies before, but it's always like you never had that that guy. You you always have that guy who's like who's the hero, but he has that there's that white savior mm-hmm. <laughs> or that person that's like kind of behind. They had, they not even it. just that white savior, but uh, that person that's behind him that actually helps them to be. They had to the impact that day. Okay, right. Agent, but, what, like you get like like say like uh, Django and Chain yeah yeah like, say like the the doctor like, yeah like the doctor and, and Django and Chain or even in Blade you had you had his um, Wesker yeah you had Wes- Wesker um, mm-hmm. Whistler Whistler yeah yeah you had Whistler who basically made all the gadgets but and these, found but, him but basically you're talking about movies that are made by a white like white people, white yeah, yeah. 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 white people but yeah. this yeah but, but Black Panther wasn't those made from a black uh, black. Uh, it was di- yeah, black director, all uh, mm-hmm. majority black cast. The studio though, yeah, is what Marvel. I think Marvel. So at the end of the day, Disney. Yeah, Disney. It's Disney. So at the end of the day, yeah. yeah. But they're, they're, at the end of the day, they're looking at the almighty dollar, and we can't you can't knock it. Like it made market loads of money. Yeah. It made mm-hmm. boatloads of money that they never saw happening. My, my issue is just like with the exploitation element of it, like the money and the exploitation, like of people wanting this mm-hmm. for that. For the cultural impact and for, you know, the importance to black culture or whatever. Yeah. I just don't like when people are exploiting that to make money off of it. Well, look. That's all I'm saying. Look, at the end of the day, we realize for like ourselves, like, we're exploited every day. Black black culture is exploited every single day. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's, like, for, for when we have a chance to actually take show it out. and embrace it mm-hmm. and show out with it. And be proud of it. It's like, yeah, you know what? It's black exploitation. But you know, at the end of the day, we look at it and say, like, we're supporting it because yeah. we see cultural ref- relevance right. in this. Yeah, we see the fact. We see the aspect. And it, you know what? Here's the, uh, the other aspect. It's not the fact that you know, it's an all black cast. Mm-hmm. It's a black cast that's all different, like you know, backgrounds, yeah, right. dynamics. Nature, like yeah. you have people that it's are Bayesian. Um, Trinidadian, Guyanese, like the West Indies is so represented in this yeah, movie. Super diverse. Yeah, it's a super diverse cast. Mm-hmm. And you have like, and the fact of you get to see, you know, different complexions of black people. It's not just, right. you got the, the light skin. Yeah, you got the light skins, you got the dark skins, you got the maroons, you got people that are actually African mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, and also, like even having even having the 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 two white actors in the movie, they did amazing jobs. You didn't look at them and say like, "Oh yeah, these are the two white guys that are whatever." It's like these are guys that actually made sense for what was going on in this movie. Mm-hmm. They right. they they served a role, they served a purpose, and right. they did what they were supposed to do. But they didn't. T- it didn't. 
take away from the experience of this movie. Mm-hmm. Right. That's fair. Wakanda forever. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, yo, I, I don't care what anybody I'm just says. curious. Like, Michael I don't really Jordan. know. Like I said, I haven't seen it, and I, I knew there was controversy, but I don't really understand what the controversy was over. Like, why people were so butthurt over it, but... A lot of people were butthurt over the movie because it's like, they're used to... See, like, it's a matter of... When you see movies and you see your own representation, you see, like, the representation for yourself, you can see yourself as that character. You can see yourself yeah. as that person. Because if you really look at, like, majority movies, like, you see the movies that come out, like, mainstream movies that come out for, like, for the entire year. It's mostly, like, a leading white male. 100%. Or a leading yep. white female. Mm-hmm. And if you do have if you do have something with a leading black male, the the supporting cast is usually white, right? Yeah. Right, gangster. Yeah, and if you do have and and it also the, the, exactly what you said, like having like for our for our history, majority of times when we see ourselves depicted on on the big screen, we're either a gangster, mm-hmm. a drug dealer, crackhead, cr- crackhead criminal. Um, a loud, obnoxious, you know, black female stereotype. The deal. Womanizer. <laughs> womanizer. Mm. Or we get Dead that. Or, yeah. Or we get the token black friend. Mm. We're hardly ever represented as being like the lead. We are the yeah. star right. of a movie. Like now we have our act. We have our black actors to, that are being given those leads. Like you have the Will Smiths and you have. The Forest Whitakers, and you have um, um, Denzel. Denzel Washington. I was about, I was about to freaking forget that name, but Denzel's the biggest name out there. It's like you have our, you have those like black actors that are out there, but then like you hardly see our female actresses out there, like oh, really, yeah, really being out there. Well, back in the eighties, nineties, hell yeah, they were. Oh, Angela. Oh, I'm sorry, Angela Bassett was the goddamn queen of acting at the time. And I said from time, in X-Men, it should have been Angela Bassett should have played Storm. Ooh, Angela Bassett should have played Storm. I didn't think about Storm. that. I did not think about if that. If you had Angela Bassett playing, because... Holly Berry did okay, though. She did okay, but if you really, if you wanted Yo, to be, if you wanted to be comic Angela book Bassett? accurate, sure. if you wanted to be comic she accurate, was in the if costume. you wanted to be comic accurate, yeah. the next, the, the, it was, um, what's his face? It was Professor Xavier... Logan and Storm were the oldest ones in the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Storm was older than all of Jean Grey and, and they everybody. Got, they got Xavier and Logan perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> if they got Angela Bassett, done. That movie would have been fire. Yo, I'm just taking... Yo, she would have done a good job. But the only reason why they got Halle Berry is because Halle Berry... And I'm not, it's not a knocking on no, Halle no, Berry. No, 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 no. But the reason why Halle Berry got that role because she was that fire girl at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was that top girl she at the time. Strong. If that movie... If X-Men came out when Waiting Text Hail came out, Angela Bassett would have been that person. <laughs> That's it would have been Angela Bassett. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a long time. Yo, I'm telling you. Have Waiting you watched Waiting Text Hell? A long time that ago. That movie was fire. <laughs> Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. Yo, that movie still holds up today. <laughs> that movie holds up today. Night got me thinking about her in the costume now, bro. <laughs> but, 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 but why the butt? Like, why are people butt hurt? Like, on the other side of it, mm. why are white people butt hurt about that? Because there's no white people in that damn movie, man. Yeah. That's why they're angry? Yes. Yeah. There's no Tony Stark. 
There's no I Captain there's America. Two white people in the movie. Yeah, but they're, yeah, but they're, but they're FBI agents. Like they're just in there like, interrogating people. One guy, he he kind of helps them out at the end of the movie with the technology and stuff mm-hmm. at the final battle. It's an FBI white. agent. It's just you know he's like the talking white guy. See, in this movie there was a talking white guy, which was him. He's an yeah. FBI mm-hmm. agent. He came in. He didn't know Wakanda even existed because he was sorry again, spoiler alert. He was about to die, and the females from Wakanda said, "Yo, we're not bringing this guy right. back to our place. And the, He's a colonizer. We're yeah. not bringing yeah. him back from, there." And the one the girls felt sorry for the man. No, we're gonna take him back. Because took him he back. Saved her life. Yeah, took him back. He got healed. He's walking around. Yo, where the hell am I? What's this? What's that? What's this? Asking questions, taking uh, pictures, learning how to use black people technology right. to the point that he knows how to master himself. So he's being the, the colonizer. The yeah. colonizer. Or the, the, the imperialist. That, yeah. Because yeah. the fact is, he got shot in the back. Yeah. They said that by the bullet that was in him, he'd be paralyzed. Couldn't walk for the rest of his life. They brought him back to the Wakanda. He woke up and is walking around like, I swear yeah. I got shot. Yeah. 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 It's basically the people getting butthurt because it's like, ooh, all this technology, all this advanced stuff, and uh, the black people saved his life. Yeah. And nobody knows that. Nobody, and all of them so want the technology, and Wakanda's like, nah, we're not giving it. It just doesn't stuff. seem like worth it to even be mad over that. Like, oh, hell no. No, it doesn't. Watch. As soon as you watch it, you were like, these guys are stupid. <laughs> like, we have so many movies already. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the whole <laughs> What's thing. The fucking issue? But that's the whole thing. It's because this. This movie became a global phenomenon, and it was like it wasn't. It was a movie that black. The, the reason why it's like it's had such rewatchability, and black people went out in droves. Yeah. To go and watch it, and bring their friends to go and watch it, mm. and, to, and bring their friends friends to watch it. Yeah. Like it was a like. It was it was one of those things where it's like you got up and you're like we're gonna go we're gonna go to watch me, watch this movie. But to me, that's nothing new. Yeah, it's nothing new. Like yeah, but people just got butthurt. Say the same thing about hip hop, right? Yeah, yeah. Like Wu Tang Clan is like famous all over the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially and the local. Bring you know, like when they first came out, people would be like, "Oh, yo, you gotta check out these these guys, right?" Like, yeah. But no one hates on them anymore. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> they did for a while. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah. You better go watch that, that yeah. Black Panther I'll watch tonight. It. Yeah, I'll yeah. Watch it. well, I mean, the thing is, the reason why I haven't watched it is because I want to be up to date on the chronology. Mm. And I haven't even oh, finished. God. I haven't even started the, the first Avengers. So. Like, dude, really? You, you have a good you... 15 movies to watch. I know, though, man. This, like, yo, this is daunting now. years of movies. Like, how, <laughs> how are you going to be like, yo, I haven't watched Black Panther? You you probably haven't watched Avengers Endgame either. You even got to watch the old school so you... Hulk. You gotta go, yeah, you have to watch Hulk as well. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Oh no, I see. I saw the one with Eric Bana. You gotta, you gotta watch all the Hulk. Is there a new one? No, no, no. Man, you're 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 behind. You gotta get up. Gotta catch up, man. Yeah, I do. You gotta catch up. Because I watched so many movies when I was younger that I just like I'm, I'm over. I, I watch them here and there, but it's like for the most part I'm over movies. Yeah. But it's like getting back to like the aspect of music and social media. <laughs> we, we really went off topic there. Yeah. Yo, you asked the question about Wakanda. You just it's leave. Good. No, it's good. The whole segment just yeah. went in one direction. Dead. But like going back to the aspect of like music and social media, like what exactly 
how, how exactly do you feel about it? Like, what exactly? Are um, I feel music is diluted. Like, it's... Yes, it's easier to make and distribute, which is perfect, because music, you're going to need it for parties or whatever. But I think the content, or me personally, I love lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's just diluted. Like, there's nobody doing metaphors, no punchlines, there's no witty jabs. It's, it's just elementary school, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm upset. Like, it's not into, like, it's not, it's not like smart raps, you no, know what I'm saying? Like, no. like, metaphors back in the days, it's a hit you. You gotta, like, rewind it back to catch it back what, what the person was saying. And then like, oh snap! He was saying that. Yeah. Nah, wait. Let me just rewind it again so I, I could fully soak it in. True. Nowadays, it's just skip, skip. That's no, all right, B. Let me get the instrumental to that. And just to be clear, we're talking about the mainstream, right? Yeah, yeah. Talk about yeah. mainstream. Talk about mainstream. Yeah, if we go underground. There's a lot of yeah. good stuff. Like you've been playing a lot of good stuff that I've been hearing. It's like. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't even realize about that. Yeah, so. But like mainstream music, like honestly, I'll go out to I go out to parties, like like that one like the the one party we went to, and um, they're they're playing they're like they're playing the the, the soca and the reggae. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that this separately, but you know like it's playing all those things, and then when they're going into the hip hop. I'm just sitting back like, what is this? <laughs> it's not even music. What are we listening to right now? And it's hook. like, everybody's like, ah, They love it. Ah, they just love it. It's just the hook. It's just the beat and the hook. Honestly, it's, I blame Chief Keef. Oh, come on. Now. You can't You can't blame my dread-headed twin brother, Uh-oh. dog. Uh-oh. I don't, yo, man, I have to. That's when, that's when I saw it all start. Mm-hmm. Not blame Soldier Boy? When people... Soldier Boy was for the kids, though. Okay, Chief, Chief right. Keef was for even like the underground cats, like the people that love the lyrics and shit. Well, so called love the lyrics, so called love like the grimy shit. They're mm. like, oh, this guy is the new street dude, and that's where I think a lot of this, you know, went downhill. Is that people took, they put authenticity, street authenticity, before the quality of the music, and so like the drill music scene yeah. took off. People thought they were discovering this new like underground sensation. No, right? it's kind of like UK music. But I mean, like, it's at the end of the day, it's hip hop. Yeah, it's a it's a type of hip hop. Yeah, hundred like, percent. The lyrics, not there. Oh, Cheeky, no, he, he, Cheeky only had energy. He's like, I'm not trying to consider him like a DMX. DMX had lyrics and energy. Yeah, Chief Keith just had the energy. Like when you heard his track, you're bumping, you're bumping. You're not there for the for for, for the uh, the lyrics. This is what started this whole new trend of like not really saying much, <laughs> kind of mumbling, kind of like well, kind of sing songy. Like what happened to lyrics? What really mm. happened to lyrics now? Like why? Uh, why doesn't geez. anybody like? Like <laughs> I'm sorry, but all these mumble rappers that are coming out like like I feel like you guys are attacking are we, yo, me right now. Yo, it came from I, no, him, I'm not attacking. But I feel I, you guys no, no, are attacking no, me. No, right no, now, no, I just want to know. I, I want to know. When you have no. guys like Yachty and and whatever, like. How are we allowing this to be music? How are we because actually allowing this to be music? It is the SoundCloud era. Yes. Oh, oh my God! You just read my mind. <laughs> SoundCloud <laughs> rappers ruin. But this is the game. This is what I mean, though. It's like 
it's we're always it's because people are always searching for that like new like the new fucking, shit the new shit that's like undiscovered yeah. and, and super like street super like rare and, yeah. and like you know what I mean what is street music anymore like, so this is, is really what it's street? become like the SoundCloud thing mm. is is like it's the most it's the rawest fucking form yeah. it's, it's somebody in their fucking bedroom that's just making this shit yeah. right and it's like and then people are like oh shit like it's so it's so bare bones it's so like low lo-fi like it, it's gotta be fucking the real yeah. shit right the the shit that people are like and the shit that's gonna catch on the shit that's gonna like take off really that's yes. how I see it man yeah. and, I, and I still think that it all comes from the I, I, I honestly feel, <laughs> yo, I honestly feel sometimes like I'm just too old for music now that's why I stay on the underground like I'm too old for me like I'm I'm too old for mainstream and yeah. I don't even try mainstream is for I don't, I don't try to get I don't try to get down with it because like you know, they, they, I go, like I said, I go into the parties and I hear this stuff and I'm just like, yo, I'm just going to sit back in the cut because this ain't, this isn't made for me. But then when I see, when I see people, when I see people my age singing along to it, I'm like, really? I mean, really? Really? It's a catchy, because it's a catchy hook and the beat. I really think nowadays music has a subliminal tone in it that makes you want to dance, dance to it. Like that stupid uh, little pump and Kanye track. Everybody goes hard for that. Yeah, I see little kids bumping their head and dancing and dancing it. I'm just like, I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, I'm saying, like, it's not catchy at all. But the mainstream people find it catchy. It's whack. Like to this day, I still bump Styles P. Yeah, I still bump Jada Kiss. But this is the thing. Styles is still consistently putting out good. Music oh, hundred percent in two thousand eighteen. Because he's not doing what we said in the in the previous podcast. We're not being old artists trying to be new artists. Mm. Just yeah, doing what they exactly. know, what they what. That's the whole thing. It's trying like, to make quality know, music. Yeah, yeah, and that's the problem. Like I feel for a lot of our hip hop artists, the same thing goes for our hip hop artists that goes for our R and B artists. They realize that they stay in their lane. They know what they they know what they're good at. And they keep put, putting out, you know, quality music within their lane and start to keep doing their own thing. They're not trying to be like everybody else. That's why I feel like with, you know, with Eminem, mm-hmm. where he was like, he, he did his thing for the longest time, took a break, and then heard whatever's going on and tried to, like, kind of do a thing. Yeah. But it's like, he you have to up. realize, it's like, yo, you, you, like, you as a person grew up, like... Like with I don't know what like for instance like That's you see, Kamikaze. yeah like you see Method Man he evolved as he get, like his rapping changed as he, as the older he got mm-hmm. I was, I not feel. only that he became an a good actor as well yeah yeah and he chose he made his sex appeal bring him to higher places with the acting and TV shows the Sam Third it was great yeah. he was he was a hybrid like yeah. Will Smith like Will Ice Smith, Cube Ice, Ice T. Yeah. LL Cool J. LL cool I like J. Method Man better as an actor than Will Smith these days. Will's what? 40 now? 50 now? I don't know. Well, so is Method Man, though. Yeah. Will's doing he's, some, he's up there in age. Will's doing some weird things now. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look at look at his son, bro. Uh, uh, but I can't like, lie. He, he, he raised Yo, Icon is a free nice I, song, man. Icon's a nice song, though. Icon's a nice Which one? song. Icon? It's yeah. a nice song. It's a nice beat. Icon is an icon. It's a nice beat. Icon is an icon. I'll give you the beat. The beat's hard, because you already know what being beats. I love beats. It's a catchy song. It's catchy. And yo, it's just the only thing I can't take of it is just like the like okay, and I hate to be a fucking hip- hypocrite, but like the authenticity of that is like okay, no, yeah, bro, okay. Like, come on, you're Jaden Smith, you're coming out of nowhere. How are you calling yourself an icon? 
You've been around for a whole like two months <laughs> as a as a rapper. He's riding the wave from his dad. Same thing with Diggy. Yeah, but Simmons his dad actually did. worked for it. Though. Yeah, hundred percent. Same thing like uh, Diggy Simmons and JoJo Simmons. Yeah, Diggy mm-hmm. Simmons has some talent though. Diggy's way better than JoJo. And way better than um than Will Smith's son. Jay-Z. Yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. But people don't only mess with the or with Diggy like and JoJo because of their dad. Jaden's boyfriend though, he's good. What now? Uh, Tyler Crater? Yeah. Hula? What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what now? <laughs> huh? I, uh, no, 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 you can't just run off that I'm and just not. go away. I don't know about this, so please inform me. Okay, on Twitter, he said something about... A concert. Yeah, sorry, a concert. Like, yeah. uh, him and Tyler are boyfriend and boyfriend. So something like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> basically came out okay. saying that him and Tyler are a thing. Yeah. Oh, yo, what do you, whatever. Do your thing, dogs. 2019. Yeah. But even like, yo, look at Willow Smith. Willow Smith, like, whipped my hair back and forth. Yo, that was a catchy song. Yeah. And then after what? that, it's a catchy song. Well, yeah. <laughs> as far yeah. as it goes. <laughs> a catchy song, bro. What other lyrics do you know about that song? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Thank you. With my hair back and forth. That's it's it. just the hook <laughs> and the beat yeah. you remember. Yeah. Good. Nothing else you remember. Yeah, really. I'm 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 here think trying to think yeah. of like the lyrics and songs. It's like take your nah. time. But if we want to get back to the lyrics conversation, yeah. where do lyrics go? It's it's gonna it's gonna end up in a sexist place. I think if we, if we, if we want to dive into oh, it. Oh, females, females are females are, are are doing it right now. I'm not talking about Cardi. I'm talking about no, no. I mean raspity. Like, sh- I mean I mean like where where lyrics went downhill. Yeah. Okay. Like why why okay. the why the popularity of good lyricism oh. went downhill? Okay. Go ahead. Because the clubs. Because DJs want the girls to come out to the clubs. So what are they playing? Do you think they're going to be playing some lyrical, like a lyrical track? No, hell no. They're going to be playing no. something bumping. Yeah, booty shakes. Like, yeah. Booty shakes. Throw the money in the air and That's shit. Where, yeah. It's just money. Yeah, shook, Yeah, it was the strip club. <sighs> Here we go again. Like, Is it the strip I, club or the club, though? I don't want to blame Atlanta rap. Atlanta rap. No, Outcast came out of Atlanta. Yeah, they yeah. brought good music, but majority of Atlanta raps right now is about strippers. Is that the bling era then? That's what you're talking about? Yeah. Mid, mid. T-Pain, the, the little... Oh, 100%. Mm. They brought in the little... No lyrics. That's when I yeah. call it. I don't blame Chiki. I, I, I blame Atlanta rappers. They, yeah, but, he, but they had better lyrics than him, though. So are you talking about, like, new style? He really rappers? changed the game, is what I'm saying. He brought it down to the mumble rap level. Nah, some songs you can't even understand what he's saying. But that right? you know, juvenile was the same way. You didn't yeah. understand what the hell juvenile was saying. Yeah, first, juvenile could spit though. Yeah, but on juvenile first, had bars. On his first out, yo, tell on his first single album. Tell me what he said. What did he say on his first single? Even Magoo, okay. you uh, couldn't really hear back that. Back that ass up. Is that the one you're talking about? Nah, I'm talking, yeah. You know me, huh? You know me, huh? Six song, yeah. Yo, what, tell me, what, what did you say? It's a sick song. What did you say? It's that beat. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I just know he said hi a lot. It's that beat, man. It's yeah, I just remember, that was a long time ago, though. I haven't listened to that song yeah, in a while. T- yeah, Magoo didn't really say much. Either. Magoo? Yeah. Timberland Magoo. Yeah, but no. But Magoo never well, got a good thing. Thank you, 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 I think You're I biased. think. <laughs> <laughs> the dread <laughs> gang, my dread brother. Dread gang, no, I think I think that he brought back energy though. Like he brought back people. I want to say the drill music, but 
Cause I know a lot of people don't listen to UK underground, like the grime scene all that stuff. Mm. It was kind of like that, but no, I know what you mean. But like American, raw, like yeah, that. yeah. But it was American. And right now, there's a there's a guy named uh, Ira, I think two oh seven. I bump him hard. He's from he's from UK. Him and mm-hmm. and gigs. I bump those two guys hard. But what are, what are they? What are their lyrics like though? Because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about lyrics, yeah. really. I say Ira. He's like. Let's say if DMX and Beanie Man had a baby. Oh, Jesus. But DMX, DMX had, had bars. Yeah, too, yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm yeah. not knocking them. It's like a yeah, reggae it's a type of stuff. Like, it, like, it's hard. Like, like it's grimy. Gigs, I'll say he has more cheeky punchlines. Like, stuff that is, like, kind of corny. Mm-hmm. But you like you respect it. Like, who's on that Drake track? He's like, Batman. da 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 Like, okay, you know, the da 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 means you're about to go... Going, going to action and you're about to go fight. Mm, right, yeah. A lot of people don't really get that. They're like, oh, that's, that's no, a... No, 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 no. Yeah. That's a shitty line. But people that are... I won't say hip-hop purists, but yeah. people that are into the scene, yeah. we know what he meant. Right. Yeah. Okay. But then, if you compare that to, to Chief Keef... Okay. Who had... Let's, like, put, put, some, put his best lyric that you can remember on the table. Does it even rhyme? Gang in this bitch, gang in this bitch, gang, gang, gang in this bitch, gang in this bitch, gang, 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 gang in this bitch, gang, get out of here, I think you just proved my point. I don't love no thotties. That's pretty much it. Yo, I mean, he killed it. He killed it. Like, he killed the scene. If you were, yo, look. If he had some lyrics, I could totally get behind it. But, like, his doesn't have Acknowledge the fact he has no lyrics. He has no lyrics. He just has energy. Then just acknowledge not a lyric. But then, but then, what we're then you about should. Lyricists. But then, yeah, this is the thing. If he has energy, that's what all the new Bumble rappers guys have. That's all they have nah. to do. Like Little Yachty. That's he has all no, he has. Yeah, he has no energy. He has, have, no, he doesn't have the same kind of energy. But he still, that's all he brings is energy. He just nah. doesn't bring the energy that you he, like. He is boring as hell. His song But a lot are, of people love him. Yeah. Cause that's okay, Little sad. Pump. He brings energy, no? No. Come on, no. Taz, I would you know say who brings, who brings energy would be Famous Dex, Six Nine. Six Nine brought energy. Okay. Uh, Famous <laughs> Dex, Six Nine. Uh, what's the other guy's name again? Uh, I forgot his name. Cause y'all know I don't know none of these names. Yeah, right. Famous Dex. I've heard uh, of Famous Six Dex. Nine. None of this makes no damn sense to me. Little Uzi. Oh, I heard that name. Little Uzi Vert. He brings energy. He brings, he brings energy. energy, but Yachty doesn't bring energy? No, Yachty brings no energy. Ooh. The only person that's kind of new new era that has lyrics and energy, I'll say the kid Kyle. Kyle has bars. For, yeah, he's all right. For this day of hip-hop, he has bars. What Kendrick? I can't consider Kendrick. Kendrick is previous years. Oh, okay, cool. But I'm talking about now, now. Okay. It's the boy Kyle. He, Kyle and Futuristic. Those two guys, they bring lyrics back into the game. Right, yeah. I can see that. But he's not like a... I wouldn't call him a No, no, no. But for no, the mainstream, I, won't, I, yeah, I, won't, I, won't, I won't say that he's on a, on, on a Jay-Z or a Nas yeah. level. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying what for today's melting pot is. Yeah. He's the top spitter right now, Kyle. Who do you think right now in hip-hop could be like... That that lyricist, that person that has that that spits bars, that spits fire. I want to know because it's like the you know, new era. Yeah, this era because like I like I said, I don't really listen to hip hop right now. But like for for our listeners, who would you guys? For mainstream, you guys, like, uh, yeah, like 
for mainstream, who do you say is that that person that spits yeah. bars? I mean, listen to mainstream. Kyle, the uh, the girl Rhapsody. Rhapsody's not mainstream though. Uh, Definitely not mainstream. I gotta put it, and then I have to put a mainstream. Then I have to. Okay, so what do you like? I wish she was, but okay. Let's 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 put it out there. I would Cardi- say Cardi B's mainstream, Cardi B. but she's not lyrical though. But she's not. But but Rhapsody's not on the same level as Cardi B. No, 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 no. No. Lyrics wise, no. Cardi Cardi's lyrics is just to empower empower women. Like, you know what I'm saying, like. Mm-hmm. Empower the, the 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 girl that's a nurse in the morning, but stripper at night, mm-hmm. or and to empower single parents that have to strip or have to do certain type of jobs to feed their kids, right? Or the or the turnover girls, yeah. she empowers them. Is it lyrical? Nah. So it's not it's not terrible though. It's not, well, no no it's not terrible. Yeah. It's catchy as fuck. She can mm-hmm. spit better than than probably like eighty percent of other other mainstream rappers. Yeah, because if you're gonna talk about mainstream rappers, then it's yeah. gonna be only her, Nicki. Yeah. I'll probably put Remy Ma in there. Yeah, mainstream. She has a, just that one song. Just the one, song. one song. And she didn't even write that. She didn't write it. No, because then she she performed it. She didn't write e- Sheether. Yeah, she didn't write Sheether because she performed it. Yo, the day after it was released, she performed it at a concert and she couldn't even remember half the words. That's pretty whack. She can't. She never write Sheether. Everybody knows she didn't write Sheether. Okay. So. I want. Okay. Uh, yes. Off topic. Off topic. But it's within within the school. <laughs> Pusha T and Drake. Love it. Who who won? Pusha. Pusha. Clearly. The reason why I say Pusha... I mean, Drake won, but... Drake won commercially. Drake won commercially. Pusha won the beef. Yeah. Drake won overall, because Drake always wins overall. I will say, (laughs) the reason why I give it over Pusha, because if you really listen to Daytona... Mm -hmm. So good. The album, he was snitching on the whole OVO camp. Yeah. He was subliminally saying, like, yo, Drake, you have a snitch in your camp. Yeah, and that it, was cr- and it, and it, and it's and it's your best friend. <laughs> like if you really take it line by line, he's talking about OVO and like yo, your boy Forty. He, he he's pillow talking. Was that the was was infrared the song that he did that line about the tick 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 though? No 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 no. Okay. That was the story of of Adi Don. Yeah. So how did B started? It starts way back in the day. Yeah, way back over With Baby. Baby and Little Wayne and shit. But fast forward, um, Drake goes to, I guess, to Kanye's place for his Yeezus album, I think, or 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 or, or Yachty, whatever, whatever it's yeah, called. Whatever, yeah. And he's helping them write songs, right? Mm-hmm. I know Drake writes for Kanye. We all know that. Mm. But Drake is listening to some tracks from Pusha's stuff, and he's getting at Drake. And Kanye is in some of those tracks. So Drake felt the way. Made the W freestyle, which was good. W freestyle was good. So I thought... Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. It was, it was I thought, okay for Drake. Yeah, I thought it was done after that. But no, Pusha <laughs> had been like, alright. Let me just put this kill album him. out. Kill him. Majority of all the tracks was getting that Drake. Mm-hmm. Or OVO camp itself. Majority of all the tracks, all, all seven tracks. But wait, wait, wait. Duppy came out after the album, though. Then, uh, then, 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 yeah. then my bad. Then, then, du- yeah, so album came out. The album came out. Infrared was the song. Yeah. Then, 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 then Duppy came out. Duppy came out. 
So then I thought the beef was done. So, I, so right now I'm thinking, yo, it's 1-1 one, one because the album was yeah. fire. Yeah. And Drake going there to help them guys out with the rhymes and their beats. And he's going to spit his face by, by, by dissing him. It's disrespectful. But Drake's been throwing subliminal. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you don't see Kanye going to OVO camp helping out Drake, though. Or anybody from that camp helping out Drake. That's true. So I'm like, yo, I found, I can't, I found that disrespectful. True. Then he came up with a dumpy. I'm like, all right, it makes sense. You know, you go over there, you yeah. help them out, da 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 da. I get it. Now it's one one. The album was fire, and you. But then he comes up with the story of Adi Don. Yeah. To me personally, I thought Drake was done. Like I thought Drake was gonna do do a Meek Mills. Mm-hmm. Because Pusha basically destroyed him. Pull the cat out of bag. <laughs> Because one, your best friend is talking about your business to a female that I know. And the female comes to me with that information. Two, mm-hmm. you're hiding a kid. Mm-hmm. Three, you're about to reveal the kid with your Adidas mm-hmm. line. That's the biggest one. Yeah. What father does that? But wait well, a second. Yo, that was the part that made me go like, what the fuck? But what? Okay. Drake, okay. Fuck, I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> Edit this out later. Edit this out. Fine. I had, I had something to, to, to jump in on. Oh, yeah, the um, the timeline. Yeah. So, he thought, oh, yeah, so he thought that Kanye, like, he thought that Kanye was the, 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 the rat. Yeah. Was the, was the but it wasn't. Right. It's his boy, 40. Which he found out after the story about Edon, like, way down the road. Yeah. Because right? Pusha came out on, on the button podcast. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. And expose the whole scene. He's like, right. it wasn't Kanye. Yeah. It was your boy 40. I can't, I can't do Push's voice, but Push's voice has a calm voice. You know, it's like, it wasn't Push Kanye. Is a fucking sur- a surgeon. It, it was 40, man. 40's pillow talking to a woman that I know. It's crazy. About you, Drake. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And boom. So do you think that Drake was going to respond to the story of the Adi I think so. You think that the Jake <clears throat> shit was real? I don't think 100% it was real. I think that Jay Prince told him don't do it. Yeah. But I do believe that Drake had I think had he had some. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think Drake... it wasn't... It wouldn't have been that, that good. Like, Pusha would have came back. I won't think... I won't think it would have been good, but I think it would have been, like, disrespectful. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was just, just the fact that, you know, like, when Fort... Like, how you're saying, him. like, Fort... Like, yeah. he said that, yo, it's for boy 40 that told me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, he's been with this girl. And if Drake knows how long that he's been pillow-talking with <laughs> yeah. this girl, yeah. and all the stuff that Drake. 40's involved in, yeah. he's like, yo, how much information mm-hmm. does Pusha have? Does it make sense for me to go after him again? But you didn't think that Pusha was going to respond to the duppy. Nah, 100%. Because I thought, I, thought I thought Pusha was a bigger man. Cause Pusha, cause, cause Pusha already won with but the he album. he being a bigger man by responding, though. No, because Pusha already won with the album. The album... Yeah. If if you want to take by track by track, yeah. then it's seven to one. Mm, okay. But I'm like, yo, Pusha, you don't need a response to this. Like, let let Drake have this one, and you call it a day. But I think the reason why he responded to it is because he just wanted to let Drake to know, it's like, oh, yeah, I I got you. Like, yeah. I know I'm. It was a different tag. Yeah, it's kind of like I think um, it's like, the, it's like, like like yeah, Eminem eight, like eight mile. The fact that Eminem had all that information on um, what's his face. Um, the an eight mile, and then use it on him at right at the end of the at, yeah. right at the other movie to basically shut him off. It's basically letting Drake know, yo, I got out this info one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And what, you know, now the fact that he doesn't know 
the fact that Drake didn't know at the beginning who gave all this information out. Yeah. Because the, the, the whole, look at the whole fact is like, the first <laughs> yeah, thing he planned did, out perfectly. Yeah, but the first thing he did, he went after Kanye. Yeah. And the fact that it's like, oh, it's not Kanye, it's your boy Burn here. That bridge. So <laughs> now, it's, now it's basically like, yo, Drake, how many people are you talking your business to? To the point, no, but this whole beef, <laughs> it made Drake fix his album, though. His album was ready. He had to go back and that's true and yeah, fix up right. his album because of this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because of that pressure. You that's know? what fucked the whole thing up. Yeah. Is that in the end, after all this shit, Drake dropped like a fucking forgettable album for yeah. the most part. Mm-hmm. Only two. It was only day three bangers on that whole album. Yeah. Uh Kiki. Yeah. yeah. Unforgettable. Unforgettable. I, I like Sandra's Rose just because of Primo's production. And Mob Ties. Those only three tracks. That get played every day? Okay. The one that I'm upset. No, no, no. God's Plan, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God's Plan. I actually Plan. like that song, too. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Ford. Yeah, Ford. Yeah. And then that stupid song that's played nonstop. Um, that's called Nonstop. Oh. Yeah, Nonstop. Oh, yeah. So, okay, then. Five. I hate that song, though. Five. So terrible. Because it's like, once again, it's the beat, but the, beat's the hook. Not good. I know. So really, so really, <laughs> it's eight oh eight, yeah. So yeah, really, nowadays it's like just the beat. Minutes. It has nothing to do with the, the artist that's on it. It's just the beat. Nowadays, yes, for the most part, yeah. The producers are the ones that make the artists, but the producers get no get no credit. Get no credit, but they get money. It's funny how the artist takes all the credit for the yeah. producer most of the time. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Well, now you have a lot of producers that are coming out to the forefront, being the ones that are like because of SoundCloud. Yeah. And YouTube, but not even just that. They're like they're like you have you have them like who like, um, like mustard? Hmm? No, like um, Il, Sony uh, Digital. Mike will made it. Mike will made it. Uh, Benny on the beat. The man, DJ Khaled. The guy who made um. DJ who? Or whatever the hell. Khaled. 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 He's not a producer. Yeah, he's not. What he is? <laughs> he always has to say his name and everything. All he is. What is he? What is DJ Khaled? A hype man, you know. He's just someone that brings people together. He's like a project manager. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, sh- that's... Yeah, that's true, so... So, basically, he's the new Puff Daddy. Yeah, I guess. Did, did, did Puff Daddy produce, though? Or I don't did the think Trackmasters so. produce all this shit? I think he was just there, like... He was just the energy. Yeah, and, it, and the, the tracks, I think, that he did produce were, like, barely produced. They're yeah. just, like, one loop, yeah. basically. I'm sorry, speaking of Puff Daddy, I was like, yo, I'm thinking about Puff Daddy and Mace. There's that one song we were talking about back in the day. Which one? The, um, jealous Guy. Oh, yeah. Jealous Guy? Jealous Guy. I, I, don't, care. I don't care what anybody said. Jealous terrible guy. singing, but yeah, I love that song. Yeah, horrible singing. Great the energy. Best, one of the best songs ever <laughs> on an album. I mean, that was a great album. <laughs> that was a great album, but Jealous Guy. Oh, yeah, I like 24 Hours of Love, though. Oh, of course. 24 Hours of Love was a banger. It was the best. Okay. So... <laughs> We're going to go on to... I like these uh, little detours. <laughs> we don't want to go on major detours on all of our stuff. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, to end off the show, um, we're probably going way, coming way close to time. But to end off the show, we're going to talk... Our last topic of the day is when to let things go. Am I going to start this or I'm going to finish You're going to start this because you're talking about how you had this major rant going on. You know? <laughs> then then I had to finish it then. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, well, like, kind of start us off. Like, what do you mean? Like, when you're saying about letting things letting go. things go. Like, does it mean, like, a relationship? That. Uh, um, life. Jealousy. Whew, that's a hard question. Anger. 
Um, yeah, relationships, jealousy, anger, fear. Uh, I'll put regret in there too. Okay. I'll put regret in there as well. Mm. So yeah, okay. Like I see you. I see when, especially with um, when regards to like old relationships. Like, I have a friend who recently, like, you know, she did the whole was in a relationship. They broke up and did something that I call the backslide. You know, okay. when you when you say you're done with somebody, you're done with the relationship. But then everybody, like, everybody's had that one more one I'm person. Done. Yeah, that one person that they did the backslide. Where it's like, I'm done with you. Thank it's you, Vicks. We're done. And then it's like, well, you know, we can sleep together and blah, blah, blah. And then you sleep together with that person and you're thinking, oh, you know, you catch the feelings again. You Mm -hmm. think everything is like, okay, we're going to try this again. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, they say or do something that's just like, yo, this was just a thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't know you expecting anything more. It was just a thing. And then you get, you get hurt and you get like all like fucked up. It's like, I understand it's like, you know, like, letting go of relationships. Like, especially when you're in a relationship that's been gone on for a long time. Yeah. It's, like, one of the hardest things to, like, just say, you know, I'm over it. It's just like I was saying on the last podcast. It's like, you know, being in an abusive relationship or whatnot, it's the hardest thing to let go. And, you know, you're going to, you're in a, like, if you're so caught up in it, you're going to end up going back. Like, yeah. that person just says that one thing that just makes you feel like, oh, you know, she loves me or he loves me and they're not going to do it. They'll never or do it again. Make, we can make this work. Yeah, we can make this work. We can fix this. And then you get back in and then you realize, yo, nothing's it's changed. Yeah. Yes. In the times again. Yeah. So it's like letting go of a relationship is the hard, like one of the hardest things. And it's like you, you, you're never going to really be out of it until you decide that you're, you're really done. Because I know people, I know people who are in relationships and that's not a matter of like a being abusive relationship mm-hmm. but they're just in relationships that they know don't work no matter how many times they try to start up again it doesn't work but they still keep going back because of familiarity mm-hmm. you know Trapped. that just yeah because you like if you've been with a person for like yeah, three to five years they're familiar you know exactly how they are how they speak you know, how they smell. It's like, it's just that familiarity. And you just want to, you know, you feel comfortable like that. And especially, like, in this day and age, trying to start something new is hard. <laughs> yeah. It's friggin' hard. So you end, up go- you end up wanting to go back to, like, the old, the familiar, the comfort. That's true. It's just like, you know, with food. <laughs> you, you try and do, you try and, you try and go out there and try and eat new things and whatever. But eventually, you just go back to old faithful. <laughs> so it's like, like trying to do, like letting go of old stuff is like fucking hard as hell. You just, but you gotta, you know, if it's not good for you, you just gotta say cut, cut ties, just move on. How do you know if it's not good for you though? I think that's like, yeah. So. Well, know like knowing what is good and what isn't good for you. Like your gut tells you. You, the big one of the biggest problems I find that people they they think too much with their heart and except with their head. Yeah. Right. So so many people are like in their feelings, but not letting their mind not not listening to what their mind is telling them. Because it's like when you, when you feel that something isn't right or something yeah. isn't a good idea for you, it's time to go. Like yeah. you know you need to leave, but right. you know people don't want to just follow their head. They they're too busy following their heart. 
or they're following their part, their private parts. That's another thing. Well, to, uh, uh, yo, guy, yo, why? Okay, let me ask a question. Why is it guys that like lead so much with their dicks than their heads? Why are they which? Sorry? Why are they? Why are there so many guys that follow so much with you know their downstairs head rather than their upstairs head? Or their heart? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's, they want to feel it. It's something new, new territory. Yeah. Like if you're get, like if you're in a good relationship with somebody, and I'm not, I'm not saying that you know it's like not cheating. always just relationship. It could be cheating, but it's not always just relationship. Sometimes it's just like you see something. And you're like, yo, I want to experience they that. They want to test drive the car. Yeah. Biology. Yeah. But it's like... We're, we're wired that way. Yeah. But you, like, say, for instance, you know you know that that situation is messed mm-hmm. up. You know that, like, say you know that person. You, you know they're discipline. messed up. You know they're crazy. But you still, like, Meh. You got to train why yourself. I say 98% of the men nowadays are, are messing up the game for the rest of us that are, are, the, are the 3%. Yeah. Yeah. It's either... It goes one way. They either ruin the chick so bad that she becomes a hellhound. You know what I'm saying? Or it goes, he messed up so bad that she has no faith in men. Not physically, but like mentally and, mm-hmm. and, and like um, providing. Third way it goes, he just a complete asshole. Abusive. To the point that she has... Problems open up her, open up herself to other men, or even people that she wants to be, uh, be friends with. You know what I'm saying? It goes, it could go those three routes. There's probably many more, but I don't know them. But those are the main three I know. It's either the guy, just, wants the sex, gets it, and has her emotionally and physically drained to the point that she's want to give her body out to anybody else because things is a lie. Two. The guy is just a straight asshole and doesn't know how to communicate and talk to her properly mm-hmm. to the point she doesn't know how to express herself to other men. Or three, wait, what, what, what was the third one again? Um, she's just gone. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a shell. She's just out for the hunt now. Now, now she's a hunter now <laughs> because of what a man did to her. Mm-hmm. And then the guys that are in the 3%. We have to, because we, we, we love to rebuild and fix things, we try our best to repair what's damaged. Mm-hmm. To the point that yeah. us fixing it is ruining us. Because we're willing to work. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of these guys aren't willing to put in, put in or they... A lot of the they, girls aren't willing to put in the work either. Facts. Oh, my God. Facts. Like, maybe because it's so easy for them. Yeah, because they have options. And they don't really have to do much. They could literally come out their house and say, hey... You, in yeah. the checker jacket, what? You want to hook up? <laughs> what guy's going to be like? They're, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just hook up myself right now. Go. Yeah. It's that simple. Black. For example, now let's say roll switch, like we talked mm-hmm. about earlier this morning, about mm-hmm. roll switch, and if that was a guy in the balcony, hey, you, <laughs> in the TNA pants and the Uggs, what the hell do you want? Let's hook up. You're a weirdo. Creep. You're a creep. No, but didn't we also say that we do want girls to shoot their shot? Like, why yes, are we yes, doing girls, yeah, yeah, shot? yeah. Girls shoot your shot, sure. but shooting your shot is not being like, hey, I want you right now in the bathroom. Shooting your shot is like, yo, like, yo I want to talk to you. I want to get to know you. Yeah. I want to take you out. But 
there's, sometimes there's a place for that though, right? Yeah, like like I said earlier, like it depends on the person that you are. If you're looking for a hookup, yeah. then, you, then go ahead. If you're looking for a bond, you're right. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not knocking both sides of the field. Yeah, you're just staying where yeah. it is. Right, just be honest. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so don't mean to like cut this off short, but final thoughts. We gotta wrap this up because we're really running late. So we're gonna have final thoughts. <laughs> so. On today's on today's topics and on today's like what we discussed today, whichever whichever item that you want to you want to touch on, want to get everybody's final thoughts. So, having our guest here today, Ian, mm-hmm. want to get your final thoughts on any topic. I mean, money, man. Like I think we gotta all recognize that money is is the root of all evil. Money change. I think that like you know we have to be aware, more aware of 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 why we think certain ways about certain things and you know we just got to be more we got to think critically about about the world around us and mm-hmm. and and the role that money has to play in shaping the way we think and with relationships uh, I would say it, it all depends like everybody's different all your relationships are different so you have to do what's right for yourself and if it's time to go it's time to go but there's also like the point of Sometimes you got to know when to stay, too. So, I don't know. I'll pass it on from there. TJ, you have uh, Let go. When you see the red flags, you got to go, man. <laughs> you got to let go. Relationship-wise, yes, if you want to work things out, go ahead. No, no way knocking you or be late if you want to work things out. But if you see you trying to work things up and the other person is not willing to do it, yeah. let it go. The more you try to harp on, on it, you just look more uh, uh, lonely to that person. Just let them be. What if they don't want to go? Then make up your mind. It's either, it's either, you're, it's either you're about to build an empire with me or not. It's either you're, you're, out. Yeah. It's either you're you know... You're my John the Baptist or you're my Judas. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta pick one. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're tipped one in and out, me personally, I don't, I can't afford that. I can't have that. I live. Your time is valuable. My time is valuable. I I live, I'm not saying it's a fast lifestyle, no. but I live a productive lifestyle. So any girl, that's listening to this, or trying to you know slide into the DMs. You got to realize my time is valuable. Mm. And if I'm going to put time in you, That's right. appreciate that. Because mm. I don't do that with anybody. My time is sacred. Yeah. And I put the time towards you, that means I see something more towards your physical f- features or what's in your mind. I see a future with you. Take that in mind. If you don't see that, don't waste my time. Block and delete me or I'll block and delete you and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. I have no time for the wishy-washy in anything, especially in friendships too. If you don't want to talk back to me or whatever, or or if you have a gripe with me, just talk it out. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to talk it out, keep it moving. Mm-hmm. If I see you on the road, I'm not going to be awkward or kiss my teeth with you. I'll say hi, bye, ciao. Simple. No small talk. Mm-hmm. Simple. 
my final thoughts are going around like the whole aspect of role reversals. You know, I'm perfectly fine with the whole like how things are going. You know, the new change up where you know women are you know finding their empowerment and doing their thing and wanting to you know build build their empire and build their lifestyle. That's that's perfectly fine. You know, that's great because like how we said before, we love women that are self sufficient and independent. That's that's you know that's sexy. But then, you know, with the, the aspects of these role reversals, there are, like how, you know, my man TJ said, that now women are becoming a little bit, you know, more aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, 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 they're stating what they want and they're being, you know, out there and staying whatever, you know. If, you, if, you, if you're looking to be aggressive and be the one that's be the dominant one in the relationship, that's fine. That's you. Yeah. Don't just don't get mad when you get with a guy who's submissive and then you get really pissed off afterwards and say that, you know... Oh, this isn't you know why are you being like this? Why are you being like that? You can't get you can't get mad if you want to be a dominant. It's just like how we said before. You know, an alpha needs an alpha. Beta rolls with a beta, and you have to know when to switch up roles. Sometimes, if you're an alpha female, you got to be able to you know switch up your role at certain times and let your man be his, be the alpha, be run and run things. You can't always you can't always be the one in charge, and that's the whole you know with the with the role reversals is that it's perfectly fine for you to want to be in charge, but at the same time, for you to feel at your, fe- your feminine self, you got to let your man be able to be in charge. That's the only way for you to actually feel, to find that effeminate side of you at the same time. So, you know, like I was saying, well, my thoughts is that if, you, if you're going to be that way, if you're going to have this role reversals, you know, that's perfectly fine, but you just got to be able to know how to have that balance. Because mm-hmm. that's the only way that a relationship can work with these, with the new dynamic, because there are, you know, there are women who are in the workforce who are like at the high statuses, like they're the CEOs, yeah. and they have guys who are, you know, not really, you know, pulling their full potential or pulling their full weight when they're with them, right? Mm-hmm. And when they're the one that's like coming home, like if you're in a, you have your whole life, you're being dominant outside of the workplace, and then you're coming home and being the dominant one at home. You're not going to be happy. You need to have that that little balance mm. of being able to say, you know, I came home. Now I want to just sit back and, you know, hey, what do you, you know, you're just walking in the house and think you're just going to come and sit down and go wash your hands. Go do this. Go take care of the kids. Go talk to them. It's like, oh, okay, all right, right, all right. It's like getting that, that equal balance. Mm-hmm. The same thing for a guy. when he go, If he's outside all day and he's being the dominant person out in his, in his job. And then he comes home and has to be the dominant one. That that's it doesn't help. It's too much. Yeah. Yeah. And especially like if you have your husband who's outside and he's not getting to be the dominant person outside of work all the time. Like he's he's working that nine to five and busting his ass and getting treated like crap when he's at work. Mm. You don't want to come back in the house and start being treated like shit when he walks to the door. That's true. He wants to be able to feel like, yo, this is my house. I run this. And that's why, you know, back like back in the day, they had that whole saying about like, oh, daddy's coming home. Make sure to keep the big piece of chicken for daddy because, you know, he's out there doing all the stuff. You know, we got to, mm. as soon as he walks in the door, like, hey, daddy, no, no, no. Make him feel, make him feel like he's wanted in the house. People don't think about how much shit people take during their, their daily lives. Yeah. And it's like, come home. yeah, when you come home, you're yeah. taking shit when you point. walk through the door. You got to be able to like know that if you're like, especially... You know, when your your spouse comes home or your significant other comes home and they're saying, yo, I took, I had a shitty day at work. Give them a minute to, like, express themselves. Tell, say whatever they have to say. 
mm-hmm. get out all their frustrations. Mm-hmm. And then you could turn around if you had a shitty day. Yo, this is my day. This is how my day went. Nobody wants, like I said before, nobody wants to come home or to any situation with their significant other and say, you know, you know, my day was such crap. Well, my day was crap. It's like, okay, well, you know what? I was talking. Let me yeah. get what I have to say out. Then you can fully say whatever you have to say. Right. Acknowledge me. Let me, let me, you know, speak my piece. Right. And that's what every relationship wants to have. So, again, with the role reversals, you can have those role reversals. You just need to know how to have that balance within the house, mm-hmm. within the relationship to make it work. Because if there is no balance, it ain't going to work. That's right. It's just going to be even more shit that you're going to have to deal with. <coughs> but anyways, that ends Den of Owls podcast 2.5. 2.5. I'd like to say thank you to our guest today, Ian. Ian. Thanks for Ian, me. Ian, do you want to plug your IG or anything out there for the listeners? Uh, iMac519 on most social medias and then um, Lucky.Observer on uh, IG. Come follow me. I do vinyl stuff on there. All right. Yeah. And again, you know, my man TJ, um, you know, we do, we always pl- plug Den of Owls, but now you, when well, we talked about business stuff today... <laughs> We talked about what you do. Oh so, you know, God. plug yourself so people know where to find your hair oils and your food and all your catalog, please. Okay, it's going to be a long, long list. Um, Food-wise, catering by 636 on IG. Meal, ple- uh, meal prep, uh, elite guards, fitness on IG. Music, ultimate vibes. Uh... For massage therapy, the hand or underscore by six three six. You like the one, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. For uh, hair and beauty products, lion and hair beauty products on IG. Um, a personal blog and other techniques I teach called the Looking Glass One. I think that's all of it. I okay. think. I think I'm missing two or three, but I think that's my main one. Oh, sorry. And for your edible Mm. indulgement, follow Ted, Teddy, and Ted by 636. When uh, we have our next podcast, we're going to be getting into a little... I want to talk a little bit about that that other part (laughs) of the other. Hopefully, there's, there's there's a certain female... That should be coming on the podcast. I hope so too. To talking with us about uh, some some other stuff. So uh, when which comes on, we'll be we'll be going more into that other. <laughs> You'll find that out later on. Oh, out later on. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. And of course, you can follow me, Ionletta at Ionletta. Uh, you, well, it's spelled like Iron L E T T A. I am letter individual rule of a nation leading entirely through thought analysis. So that has been the Denavowel Podcast 2.2.5. Coming soon, Denavowel's Podcast 2.3. Holla at your boy.